This is a HeadGum Podcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is All Fantasy Everything, the podcast that fantasy drafts anything and everything from the world of pop culture. On today's episode, we're drafting action movie stars. Our guests today are Daniel Van Kirk and Doug Benson. I'm your host, Ian Carmel, and with me as always is Sean Jordan. David Bory is currently in Bolivia. He's actually not far from Bolivia. He's in Brazil. The Brazil neighborhood of Bolivia. Let's get into it. Welcome to another brand new episode of All Fantasy Everything, the podcast that is fantasy drafting action movie stars. I'm your host, Ian Carmel. Sean Jordan is here as well. Sean S. Jordan on Twitter. Sean Cougar Mellon Jordan on Instagram. How are you doing, Sean? I'm good, man. Chilling, hanging out. Come to Columbus. I think that might be sold out. More importantly, tomorrow night on June 16th, come mm. to Cleveland. I know for a fact it's not sold out because that thing is happening where uh, the booker, bless his heart, is sending me the updates every single day. And I'm like, well, <laughs> so, so let's go ahead and let's go ahead and sell those tickets. It is tomorrow night when this comes out. So come to Cleveland. It'll be great. We're at Mahal's. Other than that, I'm doing fantastic, man. I'm chilling. I love that. Daniel Van Kirk is here at Daniel Van Kirk on Twitter. Daniel Van Kirk, where can people, where can people frequent your wares? Uh, also at Daniel Van Kirk on Instagram. Tend to use that a right. lot uh, more or as well. And then let's see, I think August 19th, I'm doing two shows at the Lincoln Lodge. I'll probably be doing some other shows that I'm about to be able to announce right around then as well. I'll be at, uh, can I, I don't know if I can say this. I don't care. Right? It doesn't tell matter. Him. Tell him. Cool. Nobody listens to this. I'll be at High Plains. And then I I don't will... think you can say it, but. <laughs> what, is then, it, what, is it, what are they going to do? I don't know. Nothing. Not Adam gonna isn't going to care that much. Nah. Karen might. And then I will be in Austin. I have a whole bunch of dates coming up. Just go to DanielVanKirk.com. Follow me on Instagram at DanielVanKirk. Keep up to date with what I'm doing. I have a show that I do here in town called Best Bet Comedy. It's hosted by myself and Irene, too. It's a good time. I'll see you there tonight, although not when this drops. I will have done it several weeks ago when this mm-hmm. comes out. Can't wait. Mm-hmm. Are you gonna you gonna do me you gonna do me a favor and try to be funny tonight? <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm, I'm going what you introspective, dude. I'm going introspective tonight, deep. Do it. Bring a book. Hey, I'm gonna bring a book. I'm gonna read Raymond Carver's short stories on stage tonight. <laughs> it's gonna Perfect. be tragic. Who would have thought that the secret to time travel was podcasting? Oh, for sure. <laughs> I can't wait to have for tonight to have had Ian there. <laughs> it's crazy. The outfit I wore was crazy, though. None of us expected that. Huh? Oh, I can't wait to see it. It was great. Full Elton John performing at Dodger <laughs> Stadium sequence. 
I smashed a piano. Yeah. But you bought that when the Hard Rock closed down in Vegas and you you're one of you won that in that auction and I I, well, I bought a I bought a storage unit that happened to have it in it. So I won nice. the auction for the storage unit and I'm not knowing but you in Vegas, you know, you gotta, what roll, I mean? the like dice. You gotta roll the dice, baby. <laughs> you gotta roll the dice. Speaking of keeping the dice rolling, Doug Benson is here. I, that doesn't make sense as a transition, but we're gonna yeah, keep it, it moving. Storage war. Storage war. What is it good for? Absolutely nothing. I'll say it again. <laughs> Veteran of three storage wars. Doug Benson is here. <laughs> oh my God. The storage wars I've been through, the stories I could tell. That guy on PBS should make a doc about it. Ken Burns with slow, That's the guy. slow zooms on Doug Benson <laughs> while banjo music plays, talking about the storage wars. <laughs> <laughs> where can people where can people find you? Where can people come see you? They can get all my dates and deets at douglasmovies.com. And um we're doing monthly Douglas movies at the uh, Dynasty Typewriter in Los Angeles. If uh, if you want to see one there, with you know, that's when the big names come out mm-hmm. at the beautiful Hayworth Theater. Oh my God, it's, it's a it's it's a historic, it's a landmark. They if in case that's not enough, in case you're right on the edge, if you're like, listen, it's also my wife's birthday that night, so do I need one? They do a popcorn where they put like M and M's in it, and it's delicious. Yeah, it's a perfect uh, date night. Like, uh, it's her it's her birthday, but you drag her to a podcast she doesn't listen to mm-hmm. uh, just so she could get candy on her corn. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, she'll be into it. I think she'll be into it. That is or always her, fun. Or leave her at home. When somebody comes up after a show and they're like, hey, I listen to the show. My wife, this is their first time ever. <laughs> and you're like, oh, I, she didn't have to come. I mean, it's great. I hope she had a good time. Or he, you know, like I, mm-hmm. I've had it happen the other way too. We're like, wow, yeah, nice. He, it came nice. Yeah, actually, yeah. They usually in that scenario will say, "Will say I, I liked it," you know, in that tone. That's like you know, you endured it. Yeah, right. Like they just had like cow tongue for the first time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's not that. Oh yeah, well, you know, once I got past the initial hour or so, that's fine. <laughs> the 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 impenetrable in, impenetrable jungle of uh, inside jokes. Once we got past that, it was there. You go. It was a good time. There you go. It took. I did not think I was going to get through the word impenetrable, which is fitting, I guess. No, I freaking got there. My name is Ian Carmel at Ian Carmel on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok now, where, where I be posted. <laughs> Dude, yeah? when you tweeted, oh, yeah. like, "Hey, does anyone else not have the the captions on the I, Instagram?" <laughs> I wanted to I, look at your phone. If I would have been there, I'd be like, "Give me your phone." I don't have it. No, I straight up don't have it, dude. You can have my phone. It's not on there. I don't have captions on Instagram. Did you let Dana look at it? I did. I did okay. let my. <laughs> I'm just wondering. <laughs> I let somebody else. I did. I let somebody else look at it. Okay, but maybe a second opinion will help. I, <laughs> I will. I will freely admit that I am someone who, up until recently, has mostly used social media. And especially Instagram, like as a online photo album. Yeah, where I'm like, it look took at my me trip. three days to make a reel the other day. It's I get it's it's now what makes me. It's now my new QuickBooks where I'm like, I'll try for twenty minutes and I'm like, fuck, fuck it, I'm done. I don't need this, and then I go skate or something. <laughs>
I would. I mean, uh, yeah, I w- I'm doing it so to let you people are. know about uh, where I'm coming, which I, I will talk about now. Sean Jordan and I will be at Comedy Works in Denver, June 22nd, 23rd, and 24th. Great club, great club. Great club. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to have a drink or two. I bet. I think you will. Yeah. I think I might join you in a couple. I was thinking of those. about it. Get that thinking. elevation drunk. Every time, yeah. every time I go to that city, I I fall for it the first day. Yeah. I look like a middle schooler. Anyway. You just got to run through it. You got to train through it. That's, I do. That's the secret. I do. And I uh, so we'll be there. And then I will be in Las Vegas at the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club, July 7th, 8th, and 9th, I believe, which is during NBA Summer League. So you know where I'll be during Ooh. the day. You know where I'll be during the night. About that heat game last night. Holy buckets. Uh-huh. Great game last they, night. They got or him. great game three weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. This is coming out in a, in a while. What about the Heat maybe winning this whole series by now? Oh, I mean, I can't believe it. <laughs> Michael Jordan came back and played for the Heat. Game, Sioux Falls, game South Dakota well, Farm League. Skyforce, baby. Do I root for the Heat or the Nuggets? The Heat. Okay. Uh, I don't know. You want to sell those Denver tickets? <laughs> in the past <laughs> and the future? If you're if you're doing yeah, has anyone ever performed comedy in Miami? By the way, that we could we have less of a rooting interest. I bet Doug has. Doug, I bet you Doug done has. I've done it a bunch of times. I was in Orlando with Doug one time, and it was a blast. Yeah, I've done Orlando, human. Jacksonville. Yeah, it's you know, it's uh, obviously there's just a lot of people that live in Miami that have no interest in coming to see me, but the people that you know do live, <laughs> you know. The people that do somehow end up there, even though they're just, you know, uh, white people or whatever, uh, <laughs> you know, they come out. It's nice. You know, I, I like I just love the weather. So even if the show goes shitty, it's still going to be a nice day the next day. You're still in you Miami. Know? That's you're still going to have a good time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's how I feel about Florida in general is I've always just I've loved the weather and the people who live there who come to see me. Everything else can fuck off. I feel like if if anyone bought a ticket specifically to see me in Miami, I could reliably open the conversation with, so when did you move to Miami? Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's a great, that's a great yeah. line. And thanks for coming to my show and for bringing your dog and maybe next time wear shoes. Yeah. <laughs> it's people that have really just, you know, moved to Miami. Doug, have you done Key West? Have any of you guys done the club down in Key West? I've wanted to. I was supposed to in 2020, and it didn't, obviously. I've been to Key West, but I've never... I mean, the, the prospect of performing comedy there is wild. To me. I, I think it would be so... I have no idea what you'd get. A bunch of cheeseburgers in paradise, man. Yeah, That's and, all and you no get. Shoes, like and said. no shoes, yeah. yeah. Ernest Hemingway's house is there, mm-hmm. and it has a massive population of six-toed cats, <laughs> where they have six toes on each foot. Now, Dan, I'm led to believe you didn't go because of COVID, so you believe in COVID then? No, it's just the fucking problem is these other people do, and I couldn't. Thank you. <laughs> Seriously. Speak on it. <laughs> I, I was excited about toad cats. I thought you said there were six toad six cats. Six toad cats? You know, half toad, half cat. An island of Dr. Moreau situation going on at QS. QS. They got toad vid. That is the kind of fucked up shit that would happen, like would start in Florida, where like, yeah, mm-hmm. a toad and a cat shacked up and it worked somehow. For sure. Yeah. yeah. It's all about making it work down there. You can't afford to live by yourself. So, you know, it's going to bound to happen at some point. Uh, we would t- we are gathered here not only to talk about uh, toad cats, <laughs> although we could all day. We are gathered here to fantasy draft action movie 
stars. Yes. Doug, we know you love movies. Daniel Van Kirk. Mm, big time. I, I believe you love movies. Sean Jordan, do you love movies? You know, I just watched a movie last night called Missing that is done entirely through a lens of a phone or a computer. It's pretty fun. Oh. Yeah, they tried it once before. Well, I'm sure they've tried it, but there was a movie they tried it a while back. But anyway, I know we're venturing into Doug Loves Movies territory yeah. here, but I just, I, yes, I do love movies. And I watched that last night and it's very fresh and it's very good. Highly recommended. Yeah, it feels like you missed out on a lot of those pandemic movies that took place entirely on screens. Oh, what, did that happen a bunch? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah three oh. or four. Yeah, it was even like a horror movie that people liked. It had jump scares in it. It was just on people's phones. Interesting. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> Unfriended? Was that one with Moses Storm? That's yeah. the one yeah, I tried. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I put it on for a minute, that one, and then... Uh, It became a bit of a genre, either that or movies that are trying to hide the fact that none of the actors are together, which is really, those are rough. Mm -hmm. Those are hard to watch. There was a clip going around, this is only tangentially related, but there was a clip going around uh, the other day of the Grease television show, Grease Rise of the Pink Ladies. And one of the actors like dropped out seven yes, episodes I saw into the 10th yeah. season. So they just shot somebody from behind and then literally photoshopped his face. Yeah, clip onto art. The, yeah, clip art uh, like onto this act, the, the front of some other actor's face. And they put it out. So there's clips where it's just like mostly from the back and then they cut to a front and then there's just like just like an unmoving face of a guy. But see, here's the thing. We would never have mentioned this. So I wonder, I always wonder if there's some Executive producer who goes, hold on. If we do do this, yeah, everyone will talk about it. That's a yeah. it's so, like Sonic's teeth, like the first batch uh-huh. of Sonic yes. teeth. Yeah, the ratings, yeah. the ratings on Game of Thrones were slipping when they let that Starbucks cup end up in a shot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they also accidentally let Ed Sheeran into a shot, and the ratings were slipping then too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was fun knowing he was going to be in that episode I'd be like where where's Ed Sheeran going like to fit spot into the this? Ed Sheeran <laughs> where yeah. how's he going to fall into this puzzle that also happened in the Danny Boyle movie yesterday where he accidentally wandered into set and they just kept shooting Ed Sheeran he was in yesterday Ed Sheeran was all over yesterday dude really I didn't see yesterday that's okay maybe I didn't either anyway oh the movie yesterday now the I the movie get it. yesterday yeah. I thought you were talking about June 14th <laughs> He's okay. fucking on top of it. He's fucking are, on top you of are. it. You're always on fire. <laughs> like since day one. Now, the way we determine the order of this fantasy draft is through a rollicking game of rock, paper, scissors played between the three of you. Okay. And we throw on shoot. Here we go. Fuck you both. Here we go. Warm up. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Yeah. Unnatural oh, Sean victory. wins. It's an unnatural victory. One scissors Ooh. against two rocks. Wow. It's, pervert, it's perverted. Okay. It goes It goes against the very will of God, but it is the way we play. This here. is tough now. Sean Jordan, as the winner of Rock, Paper, Scissors, it's incumbent upon you to determine the order of today's draft. But before you do that, I will remind you, this is a serpentine draft. And what is that? Well, I'll tell you. It's where you take soft serve. It's like pouring soft serve like an Applebee's. You got your cup and you don't just pour it straight down. You go side to side a little bit. You know what I mean? You don't just let it pile and fall where it may because you want a pattern. So you go a little bit to the left, hang for a second, little to the right, hang for a second, little to the left, and you kind of gradually drop as you're doing it. So it makes a nice little pattern. 
Basically, what it means is you pick fourth in the first round, you pick first in the second round, mm -hmm. and so on. Now, Sean, with that in mind, what will the order of today's draft be? This is tough because for me, there's a definite, definite clear front runner, but I don't like putting myself first. I'm going to do it. So I'm going to go first. Then we're going to put Doug, then Dan, then Ian. Hot corner. Okay. Yeah. Sean Jordan, Doug Benson, Dan Van Kirk, Ian Carmel. That is the order. And we will get to the draft right after this short break. This episode of All Fantasy Everything is brought to you by Wondery. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series from shows like Kid Nation, CBS is Weird, like Lord of the Flies style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town. Sounds insane. Uh, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. Also sounds insane. On each episode of Wondry's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem the women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stressors, big and small. A huge one for me, you know, just people-pleasing, and it's, you say it like it's a bad thing. It's just something that you need to get under control. All of these stressors, you know, you keep them bottled up. It starts to affect you negatively. Everybody. You don't have to feel weird if this stuff affects you. It affects everybody. And there's people, again, myself included, who walk around trying to front like it doesn't. But it does. It always does. It always has. And therapy is a safe place to just get things off your chest. You to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down, all those problems. Even if you just want to vent or kvetch about somebody, go to therapy, get them new ears on it. You know what I'm talking about? Get it somebody who they're going to leak it to. They're not going to tell your homies. Go let them know. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills, how to set boundaries, how to do all those things that make you be a better you. As hokey as that sounds, that is what we are all going for. And if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. All right? Give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's convenient, flexible, and it's also suited to your schedule. All right. You just fill out a brief questionnaire. You get matched with a licensed therapist. You switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. If you don't like the cut of your therapist's jib, as it were, go on and switch. BetterHelp has got your back. They want it to work just like you do. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash all fantasy today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash all fantasy. And we're back. Welcome back to All Fantasy Everything, the only <laughs> podcast that has ever existed, except, of course, for Doug yeah. Loves Movies, and except, of course, for Daniel Van Kirk's podcast. Pen Pals, baby. Dumb Pen People Pals, Town, baby. Dumb People Town. <laughs> Pen Pals with... Uh, yeah, Rory, up and comer Rory, Rory Scovel. Up and comer Rory, Rory Scovel. Hey, guys, he might get new faces this year. That's what? huge. Yeah, yeah. That's about huge. Time. It's about yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're all pulling for him. I think <laughs> yeah. we're all pulling for... Uh, I hope he, I hope for he ends up doing He's all right. one of those comics comics, you know what I mean? Yeah. He was, I, I saw... Ba By the way, I saw Babylon on the plane. Rory Scove, I'm sure he's listening to this because he's a supportive friend. Uh, yes. I, not only was he great in it, I loved the movie in general. I love Babylon as well. I, it is like, very long. 
the final 15 minutes are the longest part. But yeah. uh, I mean, I, you know, I was invested to love it. I'll, I'll be, I, I can't be completely unbiased, but I thought Rory was great too. I wanted to hate it. I don't like Rory Scovel. I think he's a bad, I think he's a bad person and an awful comedian. <laughs> so sure, I went yeah. in just like ready to just, ready to just sink my teeth into a shitty movie. And I fucking, I thought it was wonderful. I really enjoyed it. I liked it. It's uh, it's crazy how entertaining uh, I found it. We saw it on uh, we saw it on Christmas Day. Me and my girlfriend went to a theater in San Diego. We picked the theater because no one bought tickets, so we had a private screening. And but the trouble is, idea. there were so few people at the theater that the snack bar was completely closed. What? So oh, no. so we went in hungry and thirsty, and we're like, well, I guess we'll just have to get something after the movie. And I, I thought that was going to make me just find the whole movie to be a miserable experience. And instead, it was, I had a lovely time. You, you feasted on the, on the masterpiece of Damien Chazelle. Yeah. yeah, we got out at like, you know, one in the morning. It was like a 10 o'clock showing. So we got out at like 1 a.m. And we were like, well, uh, you know, would have been nice to have some food. But because uh, it's one of those theaters where they bring food to your seats. But they oh, just, yeah. they, so we thought we were going to eat something. And they, but they uh, closed the, they weren't serving anything. You should be able to Postmates to your seat if that's the case. They should <laughs> that's wave. Should that's what I should have done. That movie's so goddamn long, you know. Like uh, I, I could have missed a couple minutes of it, but yeah. uh, you know, uh, it, it, it's a terrific movie. If you don't think Babylon's great, let's just not even discuss it. Dude, we, you know what I mean? No you don't need to argue with me about it. I just uh, something. It just hit me somehow. You know what I mean? I really loved that. Especially that big the 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 party that like kind of opening like set oh, was like fuck, uh, amazing that's just like the why excessiveness you go to the, movies. the excessiveness yeah. like the the getting to be excessive while also commenting on uh, how horrible being excessive is like it, it, the movie has it both ways through the entire movie yeah it's just like it's saying fuck you to hollywood and isn't hollywood amazing at the same <laughs> right. time it was beautiful. I loved it. I watched it on a plane and then I watched it again, not on a plane. Cause I was like, I shouldn't have watched that on a plane. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's big. Yeah. I watched it on my watch and then I thought, oh, I should, I should watch this on a phone. <laughs> then I moved to the phone. Then I did fridge TV after the phone watch and I kept mm -hmm. working my way up. Uh, Sean Jordan. Yeah. We're not here to talk about Babylon, not an action movie. I mean, are there action movie stars in it? That's debatable. But Sean Jordan, it's time for your first pick in the action movie stars fantasy draft. Yeah, I mean, it was the obvious first name that popped up first. Just uh, to me, the clear front runner. But uh, I'm going to have to set the cruise control, baby. Tommy, Tommy Cruise. Tom Cruise. Yeah, I mean, completely to me. He's the quintessential action star to me. Some Mission of the best Impossible. franchise. Mission Impossible. I mean, the Top Guns. And to be able to span... From what was Top Gun when? 84? My an asshole? No, I think it's later. Is it later? 86, 87, 87, 88. Anyway, just to go like over 30 years and still be able to come back and reprise the role and do an absolutely amazing job. And in the middle, have the Mission Impossible franchise. And then all the other fun ones, like, um, why am I blanking? Uh, Days of Thunder. Jack, uh, Jack Reacher. Days of Thunder. <laughs> Jack Reacher, American Made. Yeah, dude. I mean, Rock Night and Day, if you want to dive Rock in there. It's just some massive Tom Cruise action movies. <laughs> yeah. The action-packedness of Vanilla Sky. You get it. Yeah. He No, I just thought, yeah, he just screams action star to me. First he toggles. He toggles between, or he used to. Now it's all action all the time. But he toggles yeah. 
used to toggle between, you know, stuff that was less, uh, you he know. Would. He'd get into like your magnolias and stuff. But Try to get awards. Yeah. Also, Born just on the, the 4th like, of July. one of the, I'm just going to do it myself type people. I mean, being strapped to the outside of a plane, all that shit's just batshit crazy. He just does it. Or like breaking his ankle in the middle of a jump and then getting up, knowing that he's like, we got one take. We're not going to do it again because I just broke my foot. So I'm just going to run and see what it looks like. Just action star shit. Let me let me ask you this. I mean, listen, I love, you know, I love Tom Cruise. You know, I love the action movies of Tom Cruise. The man Does, signed a, a Top Gun helmet sitting on my mantle. Wedding gift. I got it signed by Tom Cruise for you. And I <laughs> and I had him write a Val Kilmer quote on it. <laughs> yeah, that shit is hilarious. <laughs> he, it says, you can be my wingman anytime. Like, TC didn't say that. <laughs> he didn't <laughs> say that. But he did write it. Uh, yeah. Does the fact that Tom Cruise was in Rain Man, wasn't right. born on the 4th of July, was yeah. in that uh, that John Gresham movie. His name escapes me right Eyes now. Confirm. Eyes wide shut. Far and away. These are not action movies. Does this pull away from the? I mean, no. He is now an action movie. He star. does do Without, the run. He gets the he, run in in the firm. It's all about lawyers, but he, he still gets get the run, run in. in. He in does get. A, he does a backflip for no reason in the firm. That's yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there is some. He makes these dramas action. action movies because he's so action packed. Jerry Maguire, yeah. I feel like, is an action movie just because he looks. Actiony, in cocktail. It. Cocktail is full of action. Yeah, there's action out on the streets and in the sheets. Oh, there we go. Sheets <laughs> action. I didn't even think about that. I love the pick, Sean, but I don't think when you said hands down you, one one, you going uh, this to is not who I thought you meant at all. Yeah, me when me you either. said cruise control, I thought you were taking us to Jason Patrick. Yeah, <laughs> stop saying picks. <laughs> if you take out if you take out all the all the movies that are not action movies with Tom Cruise, you still have a bigger catalog of action catalog of action movies than you do with most other action stars. It's true. I mean, he, he has a like, heavy catalog. And they're good. They're not, um, I guess Night and Day is not that great. But like most of them are, I mean, you could collateral could be is an a action great movie. movie. You know. Yeah. He puts, he, he puts it, his all into his acting, but yeah. unfortunately he's also putting a lot into a made up religion yeah, uh, that is entirely about money. I'm leaving that at the power. door. And you know what? You could be talking about almost any religion right yeah. now. Adam. I don't know which religion Tom's associated with, but I no. think they're shitty. Let's not name names, but it's a this religion. This is just a full-blown Ricky Gervais atheist take. We're all just coming out on that. Well, Tom Cruise, <laughs> he's a Lutheran now. He said he's very Lutheran. Oh, so. okay. okay. <laughs> yeah, More of a lateral move. Dogs against the theory. Lutheran. <laughs> My theory is that uh, Tom Cruise, that they let him hang on outside the plane and stuff like that because people don't like him that much. You know what I mean? Like they like <laughs> They're him. just ready to let it go. <laughs> but they're like, well, this is one we can lose. Because you hear all the time about actors wanting to do their own simple stunts and like the insurance companies and the studios will sure. not stand for it. Like they yeah. hate they hate the Jackie Chan model, even though I just mentioned somebody else. But you know what I mean? Like, they do not want people to do their own stunts ever. So these actors, but they love to go on talk shows and say, I did all my own stunts. And they Absolutely. mean, oh, yeah, you you had a fake fist fight where a coordinator walked you through and it was all choreographed. You know, okay, yeah, I guess it's a stunt. But um, anyway, uh, I don't know where this was heading. I think he wants to die doing a stunt. Yeah, think, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't think he would be upset. Like, I think if the latch that was holding him to that plane broke and he was free falling onto the tarmac, I, I think he'd be like, 
this is going to look great. Do you think he yeah. has it in the contract? Like, use the shot. Whatever kills me, oh, use yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure he yeah. Don't cut the whole yeah. way down. I think we'll get a 15-minute Mission Impossible movie that he just would... <laughs> So that's what Dead Reckoning Part Two is going to be. We have yeah. to, you know, all get over the fact that it didn't work out in the first. We're going to we're gonna have to reckon with the fact that he's dead. That's what that's mission why. failed. <laughs> mission colon over. Yeah. There's something very funny about having eight Mission Impossibles. At that point, it's like uh, I think you can do it. They're possible. Yeah, yeah. You've done it. They're only yeah. possible because of him. He also lives action like of of anyone in this draft that like his entire life is action movie. Yeah. I don't think he has. I don't think he has sex. I don't think I heard a story about his. Forgive me if I've told this on here before, but his 60th or 50th birthday, whichever was the big one he most recently had. He had this huge party in England and it was fully catered and like, you know, people were eating cake. There was a dessert course and everything. And Tom Cruise's assistant brought out a tray with five popsicles on it. And they were like, that's what he just like throughout the night. He just like ate these popsicles while everyone else was like drinking and partying and eating cake and everything. And they were like, they must have been like protein popsicles where there's like no <laughs> sugar in them. It's just like frozen protein shake. Yeah. You can't alter your state. Not even on his 60th birthday is he willing to... Have a slice of cake. No, he might need to go. He might need to go do it. I was watching this. I was at a, a Super Bowl party at uh, Kimmel's house one time, and uh, Tom Cruise shows up with his mother <laughs> and gigantic cupcakes for everybody. Yeah. I think. I think he gets. I think he like has such a healthy, you know, such a health regimen, and eats, you know, barely anything and only healthy foods that like. He gets off on just giving other people stuff that's going to keep them fat and disgusting. I, I think you're 100 percent right. I think you're right too. The Tom yeah. Cruise cake list. Like you can't is... all be me. You got to enjoy your cupcakes while I'm over here sucking on a piece of ice. <laughs> <laughs> He's the real ice man. Yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, Tom Cruise. Tom, Tom Cruise. Cruise. Okay. Excellent first pick. Yeah, a lot of a lot of pros and cons tonight, fella. Absolutely. <laughs> I have met him. I've met him twice, and both times I could not have been more. It was like meeting a president or a pope or some shit. Like it was fucking exciting, and yeah. I felt like I of could course. say anything I want to him. I didn't feel like he was like that. I had to be like uh, you know totally polite. You know, mm -hmm. like he's immediately like someone you admire and is a chum at the same time. Like he just yeah. like. Absolutely. It's wild. He's, he's, was he like the most intense person you've ever met? Oh, yeah. Like, looks yeah. you right in the eye while he shakes yeah. your hand firmly. And I'm just some guy at a fucking party that wandered up to him like, hey, you know. <laughs> hey, are you Tom Cruise? <laughs> he's like, he's like, he's always, uh, it's all political theater. You know, he's always yeah. campaigning. He's yeah, always campaigning he for top movie star. And it was and he was losing for years. And then he came back. And you know, the combination of stick to itiveness and doing crazier stunts. Yeah. Insanity. It, it's really uh the whole thing is is quite amazing how he it really is a big comeback. Because all your like decades-long movie stars, your Clint Eastwoods, your Burt Reynolds, 
whoever, pick, pick. Uh, Paul Newman, whoever, <laughs> when they fade pick. away from being, you know, the big movie star, they do, they don't ever come back as yeah. big. Sure. Yeah. And Tom Cruise is arguably as big or bigger than he ever was. A bit, probably bigger, right? I mean, like, <laughs> yeah. In at a weird sort of way, yeah. At least context-wise, like compared to every other movie star, like maybe he had was bigger in the eighties, like just because people were bigger in the eighties. But like compared to the next closest movie star, like I think he's the biggest he's ever been. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But Sean picked him, and Doug. Now it's time for your first pick in the action movie star draft. Well, I have to go with. Uh, aside from being a a white man. Mm -hmm. Everything else about this individual is perfection. No, <laughs> nice, nice. No notes. No crumbs left. Keanu Reeves. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you get a lot. Not where I thought you'd go. <laughs> Dude, you get John Wick, you get The Matrix, you get Speed, you get Constantine. He's, you get Constantine. You get Constantine. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be more. Devil's Advocate. Devil's yeah. Advocate's fun. Fuck, that movie's good. I mean, yeah. not necessarily an action movie, but that I thing know, is yeah. insane. Insane. Oh, our producer. I, our, Isaac just said that Keanu Reeves is part Asian. Proud son Excellent of South point. Korea. Isaac Lee is, is uh, weighing in. Yeah, part yeah. Asian. So he actually is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's still, got, he's still part white. Yeah, that's true. Well, know, hey, nobody's like, perfect, That's buddy. the part I didn't like about Obama. <laughs> <laughs> <Dog>. <laughs> I'd just be sitting and watching talks and I'd be like, no, oh, that's the white side talking. <laughs> <laughs> he, I think it also helps his action movie credentials uh, with him being just kind of not that great. Oh, God, I forgot about it's, Point Break. Oh, man. Yeah, Point well, Break. Just too. also, just such a zen approach. He's to, just a rad dude. To all of it that like, because that's the thing is he's sort of a lot of these action stars like like Tom Cruise also had it at, at different times. You know, they get sort of accused of not being good actors and just being yeah. just sure. being about the action. And uh, and I, I got to say that Keanu has given some performances that are, you know, one could say are kind of stiff and not natural. But on the other hand, he's given lots of performances that are like so it just feels like he's got to have the right. Uh, collaborators and and, yeah. and and whatnot you know he has to be handled right and that's where i think it was a john wick thing he's really fallen into a zone where you know he's working with a director who's more more about the stunts they're both more about the stunts so let's just have this character talk less and just have incredibly high stakes all the time mm -hmm. so he's always under duress <laughs> the last two john wick movies wore me out like watching Exhausting. them warm me up. The last one was absolutely bonkers. When he the stairs, yes, the stairs. Where you're like, no. I started it, laughing at one point. I hysterically just started laughing in the. Everybody theater. had something to say in the theater. I'm sitting there with yeah. the people I was with, and we were all just like, "Get the fuck!" And we're like <laughs> slapping each other. It was like we were at the Kings of Comedy. It's very similar to how long the vomiting goes on in Triangle of Sadness. It's just like you start laughing at how ridiculous it is, then you stop laughing, then you start <laughs> laughing some more. Like I was laughing so hard through so much of John Wick because they just topped everything they've they've done in John Wick movies, and then uh, stunts in every other. Like it's just it's just a stunt spectacular. The cars and are then, on the Arc de Triomphe or whatever that yeah. it was insane. 
But then that stairway sequence, have you seen the footage of Keanu Reeves helping the crew carry equipment up those motherfucking <laughs> stairs? Of course. He has course to he fall did. down those stairs a million times to get that shot, and then he's helping them carry shit up those stairs. Which is a union violation, so he's also he's quite <laughs> yes. a rebel. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. He's a rebel and a sweetheart. <laughs> There's that story of him like going into a movie theater and um, not getting concessions. And then I might be butchering it, but then he turned around like halfway to the theater, turned around, got an ice cream cone, threw it away, and then s- walked up to the person. And he's like, did you want an autograph? Because he got the vibe that the person wanted mm-hmm. an autograph, but didn't have anything to write it on. Is that kind of correct? That story? I you mean, know? sounds real. It's There's one of those like of that. the chopped in a cherry tree George Washington things where it's like, even if it didn't happen, it's a story befitting the legend of the man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I like it. No, he's yeah, dude. Point Break. Hmm. Yeah, he's very cool. It's kind of like a. It's it's just like a like you were saying earlier, Doug. It's just like a matter of picking roles for him. Anything where he's been kind of bad or clunky, it's like, well, you shouldn't have done much ado about nothing, and that's not your fault. I know like, this is coming from me, so it carries less weight because my opinions are te- they tend to be good and soft. But when is he bad? What is he bad in? Devil's Advocate, he's fine. His character's supposed to be like kind of a dumb lawyer. I'm, well, not a dumb lawyer. He's supposed to be like one of the best lawyers in the world. So you've never heard anybody make fun of the line reading, I am an FBI agent. You think that that is a good line reading? I think if I can get into the character he's in for the movie, I could see that person in real life being that way. Yes. I don't think he's bad. I think he'd be I think he'd be better in that role now than he was then. I think yeah. that's a role that he's sure. grown into more uh, that kind of character. Uh, but that line is uh, kind of celebrated for how uh, well, talk silly to a it young is. FBI agent. I bet you if they were that hot, they'd be a little <laughs> stupid too. <laughs> They're not no one's going to get it all right. <laughs> I do love the way that Nancy Myers used him in Something's Gotta Give. Dude, it's fucking like, fantastic. But he's the but he's like the male equivalent of like, you know, like in a in a where in a movie where it's like a woman is like this this woman doesn't exist in real life. She's like uh-huh. beautiful, yeah. perfect, and smart, like a James Bond scientist. Love it. You know, like who yeah. stups. Like he's the male equivalent of that. And like that's perfect casting where you're like playing. Keanu Reeves' reputation up to that point where he's handsome but stupid. But in this young hot doctor, doctor who's like, I've been looking for a 62-year-old, so this right, works. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's been smart about that. Like, he's really funny and uh, always be my baby. Whatever. Always be my maybe. He's so yeah. great. He's playing himself. Yeah, that one. And then, um, and then he's like, makes fun of his own image in the most recent Toy Story as the, uh, you know, evil Knievel character. Like, yeah, he's 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 solid. Like you know, obviously, like John Wick Four ends on kind of a you know what's going to happen with this series. But I just heard that they're they're making John Wick Five, so I, yeah. I don't know what, where you know if it's going to be just to move on with all the other characters in that universe. Or, they can give me all of that. I just don't want them to do any fucking shit where they're like, let's do uh, stuff that happened before the John Wick movies and let's just de-age him, you know, with the effects, you know? I want that to stop as much and as soon as possible because it's just, that's just the first, that's the slippery slope to just having AI play every character and everything. That's scary to think about. 
I don't want the uh, the acting equivalent of of people selling their catalogs, like musicians being like, "Well, here you have it. You have the rights yeah. to my music now." People, actors go, "Well, you have the right to my likeness. So whatever you're going to go do with it, just give me two hundred fifty million dollars, and we'll call it." It's yours. Yeah. I don't want to tip any picks, but I think we have a movie coming out this summer that's going to show how far down that slope we've slipped where we're going to go, oh, this is flawless now. This is, you cannot tell. Well, so, do I really agent? care? Do yeah, I really yeah, care? Yeah, with the if, I, if I can't yeah. tell, then like if I actually can't tell. With, with, I, yeah, the Robert De Niro beating somebody up on a curb in The Irishman should have been like his body. The, his body was moving like a seventy-five-year-old yeah. or eighty. That should have been the point is. where we're like, okay, okay, okay. This is this <laughs> the is the crazy thing is, is if Scorsese had shot that scene of him kicking that man the way he shot De Niro kicking the guy in Goodfellas, it wouldn't have looked bad. He shot it in the wide. So yeah. the physicality looked bad, but he shot it from POV in Goodfellas. And it, so you, he should have shot it that way. It would have been so much more. Yeah. Also, then it would yeah. have been a, uh, a, like a shout out to that Goodfellas fucking sure. scene. Yeah, it yeah, would have yeah, been, yeah. people would have been like, so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I believe you were looking My. for homage. <laughs> they were too excited to use that technology. That's not, that's not good. Like it looked weird. And then on top of it, De Niro played the young Brando in The Godfather. Like, why are you taking away that opportunity in The Irishman from a young actor to play young De Niro? Like, they don't pay it forward at all. They just, like, keep it all to themselves. It's the Goldblum effect. You're so preoccupied with whether or not you could, you never stop to ask yourself whether or not you should. Damn. Exactly. Deep, What if he's going to get picked? <laughs> I didn't even think of him until now. <laughs> Deepness. DVK, it's time for your first pick. Uh, well, I have, in my world of doing this, I had four number ones. So the fact that I'm going to get two of them, it blows my mind. Well, maybe you're, you will. Maybe. You might. Ian, might. Ian gets I two picks two, next. I have four number ones. You oh, only I get see two what you're picks. saying. Yeah. yeah. I got yeah. my entire top of my fucking draft board is still there. Yeah. So yeah. I think. This person is 1-1 overall in, in my world. I couldn't believe he's he even made it to the third pick. We will not have any discussions about <laughs> the dramatic turn, the go for the go for the award season. His movies do not come out in December. They come out between May and September. He is an Adonis among men, and his name is Arnold Schwarzenegger. That, yes, oh my God. Yeah. A Hercules in New York in Adonis Among Men. (laughs) Action. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Anytime he's made a movie that wasn't an action movie was him using that role to comment on how he's an action movie star. Yes. He couldn't not do, even in Kindergarten Cop. (laughs) Yeah. They tried to put the biggest shirts on him in the world. And he still was like, can I do a scene where I carry 11 kids? Yeah. <laughs> they did dress him in big shit where they're like, we don't want everyone to see your muscles. <laughs> it's like what Kumail tried to do in Chippendales. I'm like, oh you my gosh. are yoked and I've told you you're beautiful. Oh, Just take funny. it. Just accept that you're beautiful, right? Exactly. Yes. He can't exist. In any other world. There's another action movie star who, I mean, we might take or not, who's like active right now where you're like, you just don't exist in anything other than you punching someone's face. What is it? It's twins in kindergarten. What else did he do where you're like, it's not action? Was there even twins? Even twins is. Yeah, Junior is. Yeah. Did he get pregnant in Junior? Is that what happened? Yeah. 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 Junior would, I'd say, be the most departure. But I mean, obviously Terminator. Junior is strangely sensitive to 
he does an okay job. It's just such a stupid movie, but he does right. an okay job with the sure. uh, emotional part of uh, of being pregnant. You know, they they it's but it's such a weird movie. But um, <laughs> even Jingle All the Way, there's action in it. Yeah, yeah. No, he manages <laughs> to get action in most things, but also uh, it's just amazing how some movies comment on it, some don't. I don't think there's a single actor in the history of cinema who's had the wrong accent in every role they've played. Sure. Like, he's never even... Has he played an Austrian once? No. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> he played a bodybuilder in that one movie. I guess that guy was his, you know, his native uh, character. But uh, I mean, guys, when, when we all moved to L.A., Doug, even it was closer for you. But the first time you realize you're driving over what you think may be where they shot Terminator 2 driving through the L.A. River. And you're like, oh, my oh, God, is this where? Dude, I went to the mall two weeks in. I went to the Terminator 2 mall. I went to three different malls to find the right one because the Internet was just steering me wrong. And just, uh, what he did for motorcycles and leather jackets that people are like, oh, who, who are the hell's angels? It's 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 Arnold. It's like. And the cigar, and then the stuff. Even movies like Eraser, like, and obviously Conan. It it goes on and on and on. I mean, he is the pinnacle of action movies to me. I wouldn't. He's not the most uh, in terms of legacy on my list, but <laughs> I think there's even. He some did have a stuff. kind of a. He got kind of boxed in, like how Shyamalan, M Night Shyamalan movies have to have a twist. He yeah. got boxed into that he had to say quips all the time. Yeah. yeah and yeah. so, like, in Eraser and Batman and Robin, it was just out of control how terrible Batman and Robin is were. insane. It's, they're so bad. Why don't you cool <laughs> off? Yeah. They're so bad, but they have become perfect in how terrible they are. Like, the, the patina sure. of time has made <laughs> Mr. Freeze, like, so, amazing. Real quick here, if I can. Little, tiny little mini draft, one pick. What's your favorite Arnold movie? T2. T2? Yeah. If that's off the board. Predator over here. Oh, yeah. that's good. Commando? Yeah. Com I loved Commando Fucking growing total, up. Total Recall? Total Recall. Total Last recall. action hero. Doug? I guess I have to go Kindergarten Cop. Takes Just place in Oregon. the pure joy. The pure joy in that. Like, mm -hmm. Filmed in Astoria. I, I've only seen the movie a few times, but the first time I saw it, how happy some of those stupid lines that he says in that movie <laughs> made me and how much... How just, how much gristle they gave me to chew on for in my adolescence, like to just always be saying it's not a tumor. It's like, not a tumor. It makes cancer fun because when you hear the word tumor, you think of him saying it, yeah. and then that's funny. Yeah. It's crazy. Right. It did it made any cancer diagnosis a little easier to deal with. <laughs> <laughs> I will say too, like a lot of action now in the the fast and furious world that we live in is is spectacle, like what they can do digitally. And, and it's a, it's amazing and it's beautiful and I love it. But Arnold really, truly carries the performances in movies like Terminator, Terminator 2, the heart, like you, how much you care for him. Even in Predator is a version of Castaway. I mean, there's huge yeah. parts of this movie where it's just him alone battling the elements, which happens to be an alien. The, the dialogue, you it all has to be conveyed <laughs> through his performance that he has yeah. to carry. And he crushes it. He has something that other, again, I don't want to say names, but he had, there's a quality in him that other gigantic buff dude actors just don't have. Mm. And I, I don't know if it's that he's a good actor or or if he just like, because I don't know that he is, but there's just, you're like, 
somehow this 300 pound buff dude is also like a puppy who I want to pick up and cradle and care about. Yeah. And it's, I don't, you just love him. You immediately, I guess that's being a movie star. I guess that's what that quality is. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And embracing humor and goofiness because even in the first Terminator, when he's just an evil Terminator, like you're, you're enjoying his evilness, you know, like it's yeah. fun to be scared of him. Yeah. You know, and, uh, and just like, you know, he was already, you know, maybe he needs to give James Cameron a little credit for that, but he was already being a more humorous villain, especially when he's, it's supposed to be a fucking robot. Mm -hmm. Cause like Conan the Barbarian was fairly humor free, you know, the sword and sorcery things that he's in, uh, I don't think are as successful cause they hadn't figured out that formula yet, you know? Yeah. Well, that's my pick. I I I love that I got Arnold third. You love? Uh, did your life improve in California? Were you in California while I was governor? <laughs> I no, I was not. What's your take yeah. on that performance? We had to live through it. Some of us had to live through it. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, none of you had to live through it, right? Just me. No. Yeah, no, I wasn't here when that happened. Yeah, it was just me, just sitting here, shaking my head. I mean, I was living through some South Dakota governors that have never been good. So I, yeah. I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure I was living through some shitbag at the time. No, I, you know, he did some good things and some things he wasn't as good at, but like, you know, I, overall, I guess I have a, a fairly good impression of him. I mean, I, the, the sex with the housekeeper that leads to a child, a secret child, that was kind of weird. Oh, yeah. It's weird, but then we That's do a bit of a this, ding. We, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's definitely a ding for Maria Shriver, but we do get to see that kid and <laughs> He seems great. <laughs> he looks. He looks a little bit. This kid seems great, and he also looks a little bit it's like definitely Arnold Schwarzenegger. A ding, for Maria Schreiber. A ding. <laughs> which is like, well, Arnold, that's strike. That's strike. That's, a, that's, stri that's definitely strike two, Arnold. It looks like his kid looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger is trying to burst through a regular kid. Like he looks. <laughs> he's like three into an anamorph. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. <laughs> he's like turning into Arnold Schwarzenegger, and that's kind of fun to see. Yeah. Uh, it's time for my first pick. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to take a man who two of the biggest action movie franchises of all time. Although yeah. I guess, I guess it begs the question is a sports movie an action franchise. I think yes, it is. I'm taking is. Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. 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 It's, so I was wondering that too with Rocky, but like it is, it is it especially is, right? Rocky four is like hundred percent. Rocky four movie. is a complete action movie in Ro I mean, there's death there. It's tense there. Yeah. It's invented the montage, which is like, Actiony, yeah. But dude, Cobra, over the top, Co fucking Cobra. Which I one's Cobra? Which one's Cobra? Which uh, one's Cobra? You'll know Cobra when you see Cobra. It's the one where he says, "You're the disease, and I'm the cure." <laughs> He's got the shades <laughs> and the sawed-off on the cover. Probably not as specific holding, as I need to be, but on the cover of Cobra, I think he's holding an Uzi with no, a light doing. coming out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's got like a laser sight. I think you're right. Yeah, yeah. I, you know. Since we're getting into these territory without naming other people than franchise, I've never seen any one of the Expendables movies. Oh, interesting! Boy. Yeah, never. I never well, thought it would be funny or fun. I don't know. I just never did. I'm sure it would really be. named. First of all, yeah. <laughs> um, but you know, it's kind of fun seeing just a bunch of action stars all just you know piled in on top of each other without much interest. It seems in, like uh, any of them having anything cool to say or do or. 
a bunch of people that want to outact each other but just can't. And so, like, they're very know. similar. Uh, they're similar to what the Fast and Furious movies has become, which is just like too many cast members all just jumping off of shit and shit blowing up, and then long dialogue scenes that why would anybody care? Yeah, I mean, there's a part of me. I, I definitely have space for it in my in my body. I like it. I enjoy it. I just never gave it's it. It's weird that you specifically haven't seen those movies. It is because yeah. I got a lot of a lot of folks in there that I that I fancy. We're going to talk yeah. about a bunch of them, I imagine. But yeah, uh, Rambo: First Blood, man. That's what's crazy about this guy. That's like a good. That's I mean, it's an action movie, no 100%. doubt. But it's a. Gr- it's also like a great movie. Great oh, movie. Rambo! Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a very emotional scene at the end. Mm-hmm. Where he finally talks because he—that's the other thing that like some of these guys figure out is that you know like <laughs> that was really good for Stallone that he barely spoke in that movie, uh-huh. and then when he did, it was the dramatic. You know, it was kind of the whole the point of the whole thing was just how yeah. fucked up we treat our veterans. And that was Rambo's thing, right? Like he was out, and they they made him come back in, right? Isn't that the Rambo movies? Though just gets like the the you know the genocide and the one that's just called Rambo, like the just endless scenes of children and innocent people blowing up on uh, you know landmines. Yeah, it's brutal. Like I get brutal. it; he's going to show up and save the day, but you know it's it's all made up. So save the day sooner. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> More people die in that one than all the other ones put together by far. Yeah, it's that oh, movie yeah. is depressing. It's yeah. depressing well, like, what, that one. Three people die in the first one, right? It's something crazy. It's like <laughs> yeah. some small number like yeah. that. Yeah. Stallone uh, in Rocky, it's one of my favorite scenes ever. And and I often say it's my favorite line of dialogue. He doesn't deliver it, but he's in the scene. It's his scene. And it shows his acting as well. When he walks around uh, the night before the first fight with Apollo, he sees that they have his shorts colors mismatched. He tells the booker promoter guy and the guy tells him it doesn't really matter, right? You're just here to lose, which is heartbreaking. And he goes back home in the middle of the night. Adrian wakes up and he tells her, I can't win. I I can't beat him. And it's not, this is why I love it. Just because I can't go without commenting on it. She says, what are we going to do? Not what are you going to do? They are a team. Like they are a partner. His fight is her fight. And that whole exchange and dialogue is one of my favorites in all of film that I've ever seen. And he's an amazing action star. Their relationship in that movie is so... I mean, You can't so, see I the goosebumps, but you gave them to me, Dan. You just, they're there. <laughs> Thanks, they're buddy. On my Thanks, buddy. They're there. Thanks for the goosebumps. Um, <laughs> but... Is that an eight-year-old at a book fair? Isaac, go ahead and cut that out so we can just have it. <laughs> Send it to R.L. Stein. Isaac. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just like that existing. But that's the thing is, um, you know, uh, Stallone would argue with you, Dan, about his action movie uh, status, especially with regards to Rocky, the the first Rocky film. He says it was never about boxing. Never. (laughs) It was always about that relationship between him and Adrian. I I thought that was interesting because there's a lot of boxing in there. And boxing. (laughs) And boxing. (laughs) And the one they had during Christmas, what's that? Boxing up presents, boxing in the ring. It's all kinds of boxing. (laughs) Boxing day. Yeah. (laughs) Die Hard is a boxing movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. Tweet that, Doug. Die Hard is a boxing day movie. Mm -hmm. He... And then he continues to crank them out. I mean, like there's the of the Rambo movies, of course, Cobra over the top, like you said. Mm-hmm. But then like over the cliff, top cliffhanger, dude. 
Cliffhanger is great. <laughs> They're making a new great. cliffhanger. They're bringing it back. Cliffhanger With two or new cliffhanger, and he's going to be in it. But he says he's only going to like hang from one cliff, and he's going to let the younger characters do most of the do most of the cliffhanging. All right, that's, that's nice great. of him. But he's like, yeah. I got to hang off of one cliff, you know. Or, <laughs> I be a one cliff. Uh, I got to uh, do it. Uh, one uh, cliffhanger. Hey, hey, You're going to watch me out here. <laughs> hold somebody up from a cord. Good job. <laughs> now he's got a dumb. He's got a dumb uh, reality show with his wives and his daughter, and like wives? all the all the feminine energy that's around him. Uh, can you believe this is what I have to put up with? Me? Whatever did. <laughs> this is him shrugging a lot, looking at the camera. Can you believe it? And the women say that, it, that he loves being on camera. That like he's the reason. Uh, that, <laughs> that it's happening. So, so he's sitting there acting like, look at these crazy people I'm related yeah. to. And he's the one that, anyway. <laughs> yeah. well, uh, I'll go to Erewhon. Do they got cheese steaks? Oh, it's a cleanse. <laughs> We're doing a cleanse. <laughs> I didn't even know you could do all that with corn. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Paul, let's go to Erewhon. <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah. Uh, Sylvester Stallone. Just he's he was one of the two. Arnold was the other. But when I thought action movie stars, those oh, were man. the two. Oh yeah, I, 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 especially too. Rocky completely counts. Yeah, I don't know Tom Cruise for some reason. Maybe because I, yeah, he just went. He we shot don't have to, re- we don't have to, to relitigate top. Tom Cruise, baby. That's a good pick. Daybreak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's, you know, I mean. No offense to anyone involved, but uh, he he peaked with the first Rocky. He's always been great, but that movie is just off the charts, just came together. It's one of the all-time perfect movies. It's him and Orson Welles, right? They're the only two people that got three Oscars for the same, it's like writing, directing, and acting or something? No, not acting, and that's also where it's a weird slight, is neither one of them won for acting, and they both give really good performances. What were they? It's writing, directing, and what? Uh, they were nominated for producing, it. producing the movie. Producing, they they yeah. each got yeah. three Oscars for the same movie, and it was for the same. They're the only two. I just can't remember what it was ever. Speaking of, he's great in Oscar. <laughs> you guys not remember? Oscar? You're not making your case. It's not making more of his movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see what you're doing. A saboteur. <laughs> <laughs> saboteur. Oh, we just sit here and go. Oh, he was great in, and then name bad movies. I like this plan. <laughs> <laughs> I did have a honestly. There was a time in my youth I did have a weird spot, a uh, soft spot for Oscar. But also throw mama from the train. Him. Is that no? Throw that's not him. No, no. Stop or my mom will shoot. Sorry, I, I uh, yeah yeah. Got I my get wires those confused crossed. too. Got my wires crossed. You, if you haven't done this in a while, go watch the trailer for Stop or My Mom Will Shoot, or Throw Mama from the Train for that matter. This tra- those old trailers are so. I would never maybe just because I know what a trailer can be now, but that would never make me want to go see the movie watching these old trailers. It's hilarious. Well, a lot of times it's almost the whole movie, which still happens occasionally today, yeah. but there's a lot of third act stuff in 1980s trailers and yeah. early 90s. <laughs> yeah, where they show that person die at the end. You're like, okay. <laughs> I remember when uh, Throw Mom Off in the Train came out, they had a clever campaign where, uh, you know, one of the ads was just the moment where Danny DeVito just hits Billy Crystal in the head with a frying pan for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> and so it didn't give anything away, but it's just such a funny moment. But you're like, sure. Uh, that, that was really uh, a brilliant marketing at the time. Yeah, you, you want to know why that happened rather than selling it. <laughs> yeah, I'll go. I'll right, and the movie American doesn't get any funnier. It's a funny movie, but like that is the funniest <laughs> moment because he just hits him in the head with a frying pan very hard for no reason. Genuine yeah. question. Copland, is that an action movie? 
It's uh, he goes like half. Three. You know, I picked that on on. Uh, we were playing last person Stanton one time, and I picked that. Yeah, anyway. that puts. I like uh, you know. I, I like Stallone in that. I like that movie. You know, James Mangold's gone on to do some really great Amazing. stuff. Yeah, you know, at real. the time that movie was kind of like shrugged off, like you know, oh great, another you know, cops and mafia or whatever. He movie. plays Rocky, but like a cop, right? That kind of what it yeah, is? and he's like, you know, he did the putting on weight and mm-hmm. his character is like partially deaf because uh, the bad guy in the movie shoots off a gun right near his ear. And, uh, you know, so he's a really downtrodden character and it's kind of a leisurely paced movie. You know, it felt more like a 70s kind of movie. But uh, but yeah, I really like that movie. So that's a Dan, you're helping his case with that one. I was genuinely curious. My uncle yeah. Steve shot off a gun next to my ear one time. I should show him that the bad guy in a movie did that. Yeah, like, see, see what you do. He's not to dwell on Sly. We'll move on right after. The, but he is like there's different kinds of action movie stars. You can be Arnold Schwarzenegger, like the like the God, the impossible person, and then you like Sly kind of plays the like the kicked dog. Even in Rocky, and even in the first Rocky or the first Rambo movies, he's like the kicked dog fighting back after he's been mistreated in Rocky. He's uh-huh. like that. His acting you know, chops are probably a top tier action star too. Keith, as far as action stars go, he's one of the better actors. I guess as far as like pure action guys go. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a trope though, for me that I don't enjoy uh, anymore that be it Daniel Craig is James Bond or any of these other people we were just okay. talking about. Where they have to get beaten to a bloody fucking pulp and their dog <laughs> killed and their girlfriend. Like they have to have so much piled on before they rise up and, and win. And the whole time, you know, they're going to rise up and win. And uh, it's just a frustrating process to me at this point because they have to keep doing it more and more. Like what was that Jake Gyllenhaal boxing movie? Southpaw. Oh, uh, Southpaw, Southpaw yeah. yeah. I mean, that movie, the, the, like they were it. like, well, what do we, how, boxing is just not violent enough. Well, let's just make it more violent. Like, it's <laughs> such insanely violent boxing in that movie that it's just like, what is happening? That's not what boxing looks like. When you watch it on TV, it just looks like two guys going, you know, he is in the Roadhouse remake. We'll see how we feel about that. That's what I'm talking about, is that Patrick Swayze should have been the last time that happened in cinema because Roadhouse is the greatest movie of that kind of all time and uh remaking it is ridiculous because jake gyllenhaal he's gonna be they're gonna kill him put him in a coffin bury him in the ground and then he's gonna jump out and tear somebody's throat out like he's gonna (laughs) be practically dead before he fights back and it's gonna be stupid I would at this point I would welcome a movie where they actually do that because I would too. it, it, it us, wouldn't yeah. be it wouldn't be prestige. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it wouldn't be like actually this is a really important story where t- <laughs> like it's like no this dude's in a coffin and he punches through it. Yeah, Give me that shit. That's so quick, I guess. Yeah. Uh speaking of fucking kicked dog action movie stars, I'm taking Bruce Willis with my second pick. Wow. Okay. <gasps> I'm taking Bruce Willis. For the diehard movies alone. Sure. Yeah, he brought uh, fast talking smart aleckiness yeah. to the to the action hero. His lines in Die Hard they do, they do not age poorly. They're all still funny. Everything he's none of it's problematic. Pardon me if I'm missing something, but I've watched it. I feel like with a with a fine tooth comb lately, and I'm like it's still all funny and good. All of it. It's he's yeah. so and he delivers it so well, and it's believable somehow. Where you're like, shit, I could do that. And it's one of the only people who can make you feel that way. 
people laughed at the trailer. Like when Die, the Die Hard trailer came out, they of course had to blow out the ending. So they show him shirtless with the fire hose around his body, jumping off the building. And everybody laughed at it because it's in slow motion. You can see he's got a gut, you know? And everybody <laughs> laughed. Like, what the fuck? The guy from Moonlighting, we're supposed to think he's this big action hero? And then when you watch the whole movie and see it all in context, it's all so great and, it's just and, some and dude. perfect. It all makes sense. He's some dude, but he's also a cop. He's also got good instincts. He's also yeah, clever. He's got, you know, he's smart. He's got the instinct. He can navigate the situation. And he just, there's like yeah. some luck involved. I, yeah, it's great. Yeah. And he just, he's just only thing he does wrong is he's dumb enough to listen to a guy on the plane that you should take your shoes off and rub your toes into the carpeting to relax. It yeah. took me years and years of watching that movie to be like, oh, the writers. Like, it's yeah. just, <laughs> it's so... <laughs> Because for years, I'm like, why the hell wouldn't he have shoes on? Why is he on? shoeless? Then, why is he for, yeah. shoeless? Seriously, until like my 30s, probably. And then I'm like, oh, they did that on purpose. I do that uh, take my shoes off thing, though, because of that movie. I'm like, this is probably this probably works. It does this is work. probably a real thing. Just have your shoes nearby in case, uh, you know, don't do it in Nakatomi Plaza. Absolutely not. No, it's certainly not in the holidays. That was another one of the places I went to immediately in Los Angeles was just looked at it. Where I was like, oh, oh there it is. But it's real. The last Boy Scout. Sure. Yeah. I mean, so, so good. Hudson Hawk's not necessarily a good movie, but he's in that. Like, he's I mean, it up. Action it up. He's good. Pul- Looper, man. Looper, he's fantastic. And he's actiony in Pulp Fiction, you know, like mm-hmm. no, not that that's an action movie, but I'd like, say it's pretty actiony. That movie, it's, action, it's a yeah. pretty action movie. The fifth yeah. element. He's great. Mm-hmm. Future action, bro. Yeah. I, the always a lot of, always a lot of movement, you know, like even back on moonlighting, he was the not, he's not somebody who sat still, you know, he was always had a lot of energy moving around. He's physical, fast talking. Like, I think like sometimes, like, I think he's good in Death Becomes Her, but I also don't buy it for a second. That because he's, he's seen Die Hard. Much of a schlub. Uh-huh. Well, just his whole career, just like, I get it. He's playing something that he doesn't normally play, but some actors just, for me, can't do that. Like some actors, like like George Clooney, when he plays a dumb guy, I don't buy it. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. I, I don't buy it at all. I just think, oh, there's just George Clooney pretending to be dumb. <laughs> yeah, he can't play. Dumb. It must be a scheme. Like even in uh in like a Oh Brother Where Art Thou, you're like, I guess that kind of works because the whole That's thing the is such one. a. He's the quarterback of the whole so thing. So oddly dumb. He's such, yeah. such a weird dumb in that one. He's this. He's also the smartest of three dumb people. He's, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? And like, and he kind of plays that high status dumb guy. Yeah, um, and he knows he's got good hair. You know, he's always working the hair. He's at least got that. Bruce, Will- Bruce Willis. And then even like, I mean, even his cash grab movies that he's had to do, you know what I mean? Tragically in this later stage of his career are all like, uh, they're all action movies. Cause he knows he can bank on his action movie star. Yeah. Persona, or at least people do. Yeah. I think he also liked the, uh, probably the schedule of making an action movie because it's very slow. It probably spends a lot of time just sitting around waiting to, to walk in and do one Setting quick, little, scenes, one quick less- little thing, you know, and then go, you know, and then wait some more and, yeah, Last dialogue, you know, stuff. Yeah, it's it's easier for him to do. Yeah, but the man, I mean, the the man just oozes charisma and action. He really and, does ooze charisma. He does. It just has that look, that look of like, um, I'll listen to everything you're saying, and then I'm my opinion didn't change at all. Like if yeah. I tried to explain something to his character in Die Hard, he'd be like, okay. <laughs> like man, you just let it all fall off your back, didn't you? <laughs> Another thing that a thing that kind of hurt him in uh, early on is a little too eager to do uh, to be in commercials. 
like he was in wine cooler commercials. Like he sure when was. he only had a couple of films under sure. his belt, he was already kind of like, why are you, there's no need to sell out this early in your career. Yeah. Back when you shouldn't have been doing that. Yeah. Yeah. But he put, maybe he really, be, he really believed in the product, you know? Well, he liked being able to, I think he get, he, they let him sing in the ads and he was yeah. him, Eddie Murphy. There's a few people over the years when they become a movie star, they're like, Oh, but wait till you hear me sing. Yeah. This- <laughs> Party all the time is a good song. It is a good song. Yeah, He can sing. He's not a bad singer. He's just like, but why? Yeah, but why? But sing privately. Yeah. Harmon- he's always playing the harmonica. It's like, yeah, good. You could play the harmonica. You know, I know how to do some magic tricks, but I'm not doing it in your face all the time. Yeah. Doug, can you do a magic trick anyhow right now? Like, is there any way for you to get that done? Well, is that a pen behind your ear? <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> Daniel Van Curzon. Yes. It's time for your second pick. Before I go to my pick, did, did you and I just go three three for three on the Planet Hollywood trifecta? Whoa, I think we did. <laughs> that's another, that's a ding on all those guys that they invested I, in that dumb You company. did. <laughs> um, okay, uh, I, I have my pick. This person has not done action movies as kind of like the core of what they do for a long time, but I would say from night, and it's been 25 years really since that was a lot of what they did. Um, but from 1977 to 1997, an icon who created mm-hmm. two of the greatest characters of any action yeah. franchise, uh, totally. Harrison Ford. Yeah, yeah. And they've still done those, you know, sprinkled in there. You, I mean, yes. And he would, he would mix it up. But you're talking Han Solo, Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. You've got Clear and Present Danger. Yeah. Air Force One. Air, Air Force, Force One. One. Get off my plane. Fugitive. Patriot Games. Patriot Games. The now, obviously, he did a lot of things, too, that were, you know, uh, drama, prestige flicks and stuff like that. But it's Regarding just Henry. Regarding, yeah, exactly. <laughs> witness. The Witness. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like Witness. I liked it, too. No, I, was yeah, fun of, I was making fun of Regarding Henry. <laughs> Dude, Blade Runner? Guys, Blade Runner? Never seen Blade Runner, either. You've never seen Blade Runner? Mm-mm, neither one. Was and I'm done, I'm done lying about movies that I haven't seen. I know we talk about this all the time, but yeah, done doing it. So I haven't you seen it. You should watch it. You'd like it. Wow. He's one of the few. I mean, how many of these people could credibly play the president in an action movie? Right. That's, you know, there's not a lot. <laughs> Anyone that we've lot. listed? Stallone? Not, nobody's buying no. president. No maybe now. Maybe in 2023 Arnold people really, are Arnold buying. really wanted to. Yeah. No, see, that's the thing. It's like uh, Harrison Ford's he had clothes on most of the time, you know, he, he, yeah, like sure. Indiana Jones takes his shirt off for a little bit. So he had to work out for that. But, uh, especially he's like shredded though. He's just like, mm-hmm. not, no, he just looks like he's in good shape and just nothing big, extra there. Big arms. Cause the fucking punches in temple of doom that he takes and gives like, that's another one where he is beaten so senselessly. He is such a mess when he rises up and, you know, wins the fight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or yeah. when he crawls out onto the side of the cliff and sure. then uh, goes onto the drawbridge and does all that stuff. Like he should already be dead at that point. But Harrison Ford. Yes, I agree. Interesting to look at his, like Indiana Jones is a doc is a doctor of archeology, span right? I mean, he's a professor. Yeah. So he probably yeah. has his doctorate. Dr. Richard Kimball in The Fugitive is like another doctor. He plays the president. In action movies, you kind of have to give him like, the, you know what I mean? You're like, but he's the brainy action star. He's mm-hmm, smart. Sure. You know, he's like, 
he, he can play those roles. And there's not a lot of action stars who can do that kind of thing. One of the more consistently grumpy action stars. He doesn't yeah. play too many characters that aren't grumps. Yeah, yeah. He's never <laughs> yes. having a great time. No. <laughs> yeah, he's never enjoying it, really. Except, I guess, when he gets his hand on an artifact or something, sure. uh, you know, that he smile, gets, he seems relief. pretty happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, when, he's, when he's cruising in the Millennium Falcon, he's having a good time, too. Mm-hmm. There's an implied other movie happening in every Harrison Ford movie, which is the place he'd rather be. Where they could, <laughs> yeah, the stuff that was on his list to do that day that he's they not going like, to get to. They could just cut to the weed dispensary every 15 minutes that's just like empty that he'd sure. rather be like walking into. <laughs> I remember uh, I saw Mark Hamill talking about, uh, you know, being all green on the set of uh, Star Wars, A New Hope, and... Uh, you know, he's like, can't ask Alec Guinness for acting pointers, you know? So he asks Han, uh, Han Solo, he asks Harrison Ford uh, something about acting, and Harrison Ford just completely just blew him off. Like, what are you even talking about? <laughs> this is a, this movie is so dumb. What are you, what are you <laughs> This movie's never going to hit. One of them was, Doug. It was when they're in the trash compactor thing, and they get out, and Mark Hamill's right. hair isn't wet, it's dry, and he asks Harrison about it, and he goes, We're not making that kind of movie, kid. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry about it what a, I bet he looked so cool when he said it too I bet he had like a cute little smile when he said it and you're like and, yeah, and wanna... he also probably didn't break stride like he yeah. just kept walking we're, we're, yeah. we're, not, we're not in that kind of movie kid right to his trailer it's funny how they arrived at like that Harrison Ford's hairstyle as, as Han Solo the first time you see him that's like I guess it was kind of a 70s hair but mm-hmm. it was still like uh, just even convincing a man like Harrison Ford to wear his hair like that, it didn't seem, you know what I mean? When he wasn't on yeah. set, it probably looked kind of silly. He probably looked, yeah. looked like a soap opera actor or something. <laughs> uh, Doug, yeah. time for your second pick. Oh my goodness. The things that you have been throwing out here, no one has said a name that I wrote down pre-show. Like you're hitting all the ones that I had some sort of reason to not Uh, include include them and since i already brought him up earlier and uh i think he personified action in a really special way more as an actor who was different all the time in action roles not playing the same action character every time and that is the late great patrick swayze oh yeah dude so we just watched roadhouse a bunch because my wife was in a rendition of roadhouse in portland and i so i just i've seen it three times probably in the last couple of weeks. It's so insane and great. The commitment to the ridiculousness of it, that he just commits to that character to a point where you're almost like, this is a good movie. But you're <laughs> yeah. not. Because yes. it's, yeah. it's a crazy, silly you. movie. But They eat the tail where they're like, oh, maybe I was wrong thinking it's insane. There's a world famous door guy. It doesn't help like, him that nobody else can really, I mean, other than Sam Elliott, nobody else can yeah. really sell it either. Like anytime he's yeah. dealing with any other like adversary, they're just cardboard. Right. He's not getting anything back. They're overweight stuntmen that can take a punch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, they say some ridiculous, you know, they say, let's get nipple to nipple and they get punched in the face. It must have been so much better to be a stuntman in the 80s where oh like the bad guys were like these beer chugging southerners and stuff and like that. nobody cared if you now, were just like actually doing drugs on set. Everybody's got to have like a shredded eight pack. You know what I mean? You have to be like some, M- you have to have an MMA shredded body. Ian, like, I thought about this too. Stuntmen in the 80s 
ladies and pro wrestlers. You could oh. just walk out there and just <laughs> do this a couple times and you're ready to go. I mean, you're going to lose. You're there to lose, but. You just had to be the guy people didn't want to fight at the bar. Like that was all <laughs> yeah. you had to be. That was yeah. the apex. You didn't have to be fucking like perfect looking. You didn't have to be like a male model. You didn't have to be Patrick to- Swayze. <laughs> and movies used to like, uh, like, each time you'd see a, a villain, uh, they just, you know, are an intimidating figure in these scenarios. They just kept getting bigger and bigger and bigger, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, went from Ted Cassidy and, uh, and then to uh, the guy who played Jaws, Richard Keel. Yeah. And then in this one movie, Gator, that Burt Reynolds did, he found a guy, he wanted Richard Keel, but he was busy or something. But he wanted a guy that size, and he found a guy that's even bigger, who the entire movie has to drive a car with, uh, you know, no roof because he can't fit in a regular car. That's and, and I just love that. It is, we need to, you know, find, I guess with CGI, we can bring that back and just take a regular sized actor and make them 10 feet tall. Sure. We just need to get NBA washouts. People who like got drafted, but never brought, <laughs> but the team never brought them over. So they're like, yeah, you know, they're a Bulgarian center on some. They like- need to get the fish that <laughs> failed Pittsburgh. Yeah. <laughs> so Pat, Pat Swayze roadhouse. <laughs> you have Patty. point, point break again, point break. You got Roadhouse is just perfect into and of itself. And he mm-hmm. and he's the hero. Then you got Point Break, which is also perfect in its weird way. Like the yes. most amazing action direction, but everything else was a little loosey-goosey. Let Gary Busey say whatever nonsense he wants to say. And uh Loosey-goosey, Gary Busey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh but boy, this he nails the 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 bad guy and also the Zen bad guy, you know. Yeah, that'd be interesting to revisit that movie. I know they did a remake that was stupid. It was such uh, a bummer. <laughs> but they should revisit it with Keanu as the batter, as the bat, as Bodie. Why don't? Why can't they be more creative like that? Don't sure. I I'm not like against reboots or nostalgia or whatever, but like it's completely different. The new point. They break. just made it like more extreme stunts that they were yes. into, and the new mm-hmm. fucking Roadhouse is going to be completely different too. It's like yeah. in the new Roadhouse, he's like a he's like a retired UFC guy or some shit, and he's like down on his luck or whatever. That's not what this movie was. It's so goddamn yeah. frustrating. What about what about Next of Kin? Next of Kin, Red Dawn. Yeah, Red Dawn, early Swayze, Black Dog, Black Dog. To yeah. Wong Fu, an incredibly physical, heroic performance in in, in that movie. A lot of action. I love that. Was one of my yeah. favorite movies growing up, dude. It's Hilarious. The physicality that he'd always bring, dirty dancing, ghosts, like the the fucking uh, pottery scene. I know it's there's no action in that movie, and he's not uh, action hero, but just the uh, just the iconic nature of that, and that he accomplished all these uh, iconic roles while also eventually battling cancer and dying too young. Mm-hmm. Again, I just I really uh, appreciated that he was a guy who could have just made action movies, but he did all sorts of stuff while keeping in good shape. He was a man completely, he was very inside his body in everything he did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And is dancing action? That's a great. Yes. Movement. Physical performance. I think that John Wick is full of choreography. Like I, he is, Keanu is constantly having to learn what's essentially our dance moves. It's, you know, it's just yeah. putting everything in the right place at the right time and not, not hitting oh, the person. Sure. 
that you're working with. You know? Dirty Dancing, top 10 action movie. That's what we're saying here. That's cool. <laughs> well, <laughs> if you were ranking abortion movies, I'd definitely get Dirty Dancing yeah, way up. It's, it's way a top up 10 abortion Probably movie the for top sure. one, maybe. Yeah. yeah, which is the next draft. We're doing that right after this episode. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. We finally Jordan. got around to it. <laughs> It's abortion movies uh, part two. So, uh, Sean Jordan, time for your second and third picks, as it is a serpentine draft. Uh, hasn't been too active in the last, I don't know, 30 years or so, but he's sprinkled in there a couple. But growing up, these were my movies. This was who I wanted to be. This is what I thought. It was just the best for me. It was the end all. It's my dad's favorite action star. And I watched two of his movies in the hospital with my dad one time. I'm going to say your boy, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Oh, yeah. yeah. I took Bloodsport and Kickboxer to the hospital because my dad was like, you got to bring in some movies, bud. <laughs> we watched those two Cyborg. movies. Cyborg. Yeah. Oh, dude, Cyborg is... That villain in Cyborg is terrifying. That villain is scary as hell He's in so, Cyborg. so scary. The, yeah, the main guy, me. the main villain in Cyborg, dude, you got Double Impact. You got Street Fighter. You got Black Eagle. You got Death Warrant. You got Nowhere to Run. You, you have got Double sport, Team with Dennis Rodman. Double Team, Double Impact. I mean, they weren't all great, but there was probably seven in a row that were like, if you like that, they were perfect. Your blood sure. sports, kickboxers. Time Cop, dude. Time Cop. Time That's cop. another one with me Time Cop. Hard Target. The, Hard Target. That's the with Rosanna Arquette. The is the feature. The fact that they're bad is what's good. You know what I mean? Like that. Why don't the older I get, the more I'm like, there isn't, they're not bad because I like them. So I don't, they're not bad. I just like them. So I just admit that I guess I like what you, what some might say is a bad movie, but like Bloodsport, I think that movie rules. I don't think it's bad. I'd like it. I think it's good. And yes, the acting is sub, like it has the fixings of a bad movie, but I do like it. And I'm there to watch the fights and Chun-Li and like, you know, it's just rules. It's, I mean, it, it, it goes back to, I mean, like, I mean, the part of the essence of what we're drafting here is like, you know, the Patrick Swayze, part of what made him great was that he didn't just do action movies. Jean-Claude Van Damme, part of what makes him perfect is that he only does action movies. That's it. Mm-hmm. This, Yeah. And he's like, are there two things that I can put one foot on one of them <laughs> yeah, and one yeah. foot on the other one yeah. that are close enough together? Because I'm not that tall. The Kitchen yeah. Counters in Time Cop. When he does that, mm-hmm. jumps up onto them. Time Cop's probably his best movie, right? I would say probably from a whole Overall, movie. Yes, mo- it's I, most yes. like a real movie that yeah, just yeah, happens yes. to have him in. Yes. I'm a Bloodsport man myself, but yeah. yeah. Okay. I used to do the splits on chairs when I was in Taekwondo. I could do it, and I would do it because of that. It was not at all convenient, but I would do it. One thing about Van Damme is he's, I, he thinks he's a good actor. He, I mean, who, who am I to say he's not? Well, but in JCVD, he's like, I, he was also... Exactly. Right? JCVD is great, though, because he's he's playing, you know, himself. And he was kind of one of the first dudes. I mean, I guess Arnold in Last Action Hero was maybe the first first dude. But, like, kind, but like did this sort of, like, I, but he didn't really play himself. But he's like, what I'm playing meta. myself yeah. in this meta that other actors have since gone on to do, who we haven't and he mentioned cried yet. on his, like, 20-minute monologue or whatever. He cried. It was great. Yeah. Like, oh, shit. He's the only action, uh, the only action hero on this uh, that we've drafted so far today who uh, refused to fight me in a bar. <laughs> yeah. So all the other ones did and lost. What's no, the all the other ones, I, I never had that opportunity, but I still approached Van Damme in a bar. He was talking to a friend of mine, a, a lady friend of mine, but I we weren't it. dating at the time, Karen Anderson. And, um, Love Karen Anderson. 
Yeah, she's the greatest. Yeah. And uh, we went to that bar specifically because she was like, let's go to a bar where we might see celebrities. And like, oh, I hear celebrities go to this bar. We go in there. I go to the bathroom. I come out. She's standing there talking to Jean-Claude Van Damme at the bar. And when I walk up, he thinks I'm her boyfriend and I'm mad at him. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and he's like, hey, hey, I, 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 you know, I'm not doing anything. And jokingly, I raise up my fists like, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> like and everybody he, knows you're Jean-Claude Van Damme. I'm kidding. And then he backs off, holds his hands up and backs off and says, I, I cannot fight you for I will lose. I'll never forget those words because it's a terrible sentence, but also it's his way of saying he will lose in court. Yes, yeah, yeah, for, yeah, for yeah, he would yeah, not yeah, have yeah. lost in person. <laughs> he was not, he was drunk. He was drunk, but not too drunk to know that he can't just be punching dudes in the Good for him. <laughs> you know, he's charmed his way out of some scrapes with that one, too. We're like some, oh, yeah. some actual tough guys yeah, who yeah. are like, yeah. you know, doing it for the story. Oh, guys, yeah. when I used to work door in downtown LA, there were so many times some, we'd throw somebody out, they'd say the meanest things to me. And, and I would go, hey, that really hurts my feelings. If, when you say that, like if you were like, I'm trying to lose weight and you keep calling me a fat ass. <laughs> and when you go in like that, like, oh, I can't fight you. I would lose. It makes people they're especially when they're drunk, their brains break. They're like, wait, what? Yeah. I hurt your uh, feelings. Like, uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's so disarming. And that's, what, that's such a great line. Even though Doug, you're right. He totally means in court, but it's such a disarming like, oh, I'll, I'll lose. I can't. I can't fight you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a no lose. It's a no win situation for him. The Van Damme movies, they're all like little, you could just insert here. They're all interchangeable, pretty much. They're all fun. Mm -hmm. Universal Soldier, dude, another one. I just loved them. I loved every single thing about them. It was, I was at the right age for all of it. It was all for me. So yeah, Jean-Claude Van Damme, hands down. Uh, And then number three, I'm going, this is one that I'm basing off of franchises here. And I actually heard you talk about it the other day on Douglas Movies. Uh, but natural it's, plug, natural plug. That's Zoe Saldana. Oh, that, whoa, that woman. I was wondering if anyone's going to say a lady. I wasn't sure if we were oh, yeah. just oh, making this about I got some ladies. Well, if you look okay. at if you look at Zoe Saldana's lineup, and I thought of her because of Guardians of the Galaxy. Originally, I was just thinking of like who's in those universes, and then you realize like Star Trek and Avatar, and she's even got a couple sneakers in there, like Columbiana stuff like that. But those she's are, in a uh, she's in a, a Pirates of the Caribbean movie too. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, those are huge, huge franchises, and she is in all of them, and that's just crazy in itself to be like. There's a bunch of actors that have played like multiple superheroes who we might talk about. There's a few that have played two different superheroes, and that's crazy enough. But to be in like Star Trek, Avatar, and the Marvel universe is ridiculous. I. Not that she gives a fuck what I think. She nor, does. Zoe, take it off mute. All those movies skip across my brain like a rock <laughs> skipping across a pond. I couldn't think. Like I, I, I don't. I, like I. Can't you mean you don't think, like? I know you're not like super into the Marvel stuff. I don't. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to see Spider Man right after this, so I it's do like wonderful. superhero movies. That doesn't I can't wait. That's, It's that's been like, out for a few weeks because it's June fifteenth, but it's really few good. Weeks. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like to wait three weeks after a movie premieres before I go see it, but. uh I couldn't tell you my like what I loved her in. You know what I mean? Even though I know she's been in these movies, I couldn't get like no. I'm I, si- the, so, I couldn't say the signature is always Saldana fight. I'm the most you know? familiar with uh, her Marvel roles, obviously Guardians of the Galaxy, and that's what I can speak to. And like I can say that I really do enjoy her in. 
uh, I'm just the other ones. I am honestly just basing it off like holy buckets. This is an action star because she's in those franchises. Yeah. But like you know, Avatar, I I didn't really flip out about it. Star Trek, I certainly didn't care too much about. Marvel stuff is fantastic. She's fantastic in it. Um, and also, you got what could have been your last pick out of the way. And I respect <laughs> you for that. Yeah. yeah. My, my last pick's going to be gnarly, and it'll still be there. It ain't going anywhere. So, I just yeah, don't Zoe's, think, like, I mean, again, I'm not, please don't, you, you're, you sounds don't like you are. So, point. Ian didn't, what I'm hearing is Ian didn't want me to pick a woman. So, it's time for the next pick. That's right. <laughs> I just don't fucking, I'm not going to see, like, a, I'm not, who's in there? Zoe Saldana? Shit. I got to check that out. Like, no, I know I, what you mean. That I know might what you just mean. be me. That might just be well, me. Well, I think in the vein of what I took the actual, and not, again, too, you, uh, your argument is very sound. She doesn't, this is a, you know, Hollywood term that we all know. She can't open a movie. Yeah. She's not the, you're not going to that new Zoe flick. Well, that's what Colombiana that she's was. She's not awesome, an amazing action star, but... Yeah. Also, Drumline. I mean, come on. There's action. Oh, sorry. I mean, what? State movie. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think she's Drumline. always excellent. There's a, there's a movie with Mark Ruffalo she did. I think it's called, like, something Polar Bear, like Infinite Polar Bear or something. And uh, I thought she was terrific in that. I think she's a really good actress, but I'm su- kind of surprised to hear her come up in this context for reasons that Ian was saying. And like, you know, uh, one interesting thing about her career is that, uh, you know, those three franchises you talk about, all of them, she's either blue or green. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like she's playing, somehow yeah, she got more this market of a woman yes, of color insane. who's always playing different, uh, you know, colored uh, faces. And, uh, and she's good at it. But Gamora really is a great, like yeah. one of the all-time action oh, yeah. characters, like her, her fighting scenes in those movies are are terrific. And well, uh, just her and Thanos, like that yeah, whole storyline. In Infinity War is phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, it's shocking. Like when she realizes what's about to go down when they're getting the last, all that stuff. Like that, that's crazy. But I just uh, this is the pick where I was like, did put it together that this person is in three huge action franchises, which that's that's just that says a lot. Yeah. Was that my third pick or second? That was That's my third. third. Doug, right. it's time for you a third pick. All right. It doesn't get any more badass than <laughs> an actress who is not a stunt person riding a motorcycle on the top of a train and then jumping off of it while the train is in motion. Landing on the train, skipping off of it, onto the ground. Stunt work. The great, and just won her first Oscar, Michelle Yeoh. Yeah, oh, fuck. Yeah. I should have taken her with my second pick. Yeah. It just doesn't, uh, it doesn't get any more action hero than somebody who physically did the stunts and lived to tell about it and also hasn't, hasn't necessarily made it her thing either. You know, she's, uh, acts in all, all sorts of roles. I just went and saw Crouching Jest like months ago. I went and saw Crouching Tiger, <laughs> Hidden Dragon when it was in theaters again. Yeah. Uh, recently. She's fucking amazing in that too. I mean, She's it's so so good. You you know what, Doug? You've taken in a row two like trained ballet dancers. Because <laughs> that was Michelle Yeoh's like upper. She was like Miss Malaysia, but then also like she was a, a ballet dancer. That was her thing, like coming up and then transition from that into martial arts. Uh, most of the people we've said, it's if you know, if given the opportunity, would probably be terrific in a musical because yeah. you know, except for maybe Schwarzenegger, everybody's really about movement. And uh, he'd be funny you know. in a musical. 
Oh God. <laughs> It'd be fun he to hear. Have, he must've had like a cameo in a musical or something at some point. I, yeah. I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it's, um, Michelle Yeoh is just, uh, you know, seeing her finally win that Oscar for a movie that brings back. I mean, it wasn't like necessarily stunt heavy, but there was a lot of fight choreography she had to do. Uh, her and Kihai Kwan, who <laughs> talk about it. He's like a dark horse like candidate for this thing because of being fighting as a kid in Indiana Jones uh-huh. and Goonies and, and the then Goonies. now as an adult in Everything Everywhere. I mean, that's what an incredible story. That's yeah. I want to change my answer. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, <laughs> you know, another bummer. I still, I still haven't seen everything everywhere all at once either. That's bro. I know it's such a travesty. Really? Yeah. I'm not even the hugest fan of it. I liked it, but I didn't, I mean, whatever that we don't need to get into that, but the fighting really is my it. favorite. The, the, all the action in it is my favorite aspect of it. I'm not a, I'm not much of a time travel guy. Yeah. I'm with you on that, but the action in it is like fantastic. The movies I have seen, in lieu of that are more upsetting than not having seen that. <laughs> That's the frustrating part. The movies I've watched, I watched Funny People two nights ago. I've probably seen Funny People 50 times. I was just yeah. like, oh, it's on. And that, because these, some movies you can have on while you're doing stuff and like everything everywhere all at once. I'm like, I got to treat it like gotta in pay a theater. Attention. And yeah, so it's, that's part of it. It's just me not having the attention span, which is sad. She got an Oscar for an action movie, too. I know it's not just a pure action movie, but that's a fucking action movie, right? I mean, yeah, yeah bro. Yeah. They both did. I mean, Kihai Kwan plays like a, a like a dual role in it and does it really well. Like when he taps that thing and changes personality in an instant, like, it, you know, and Jamie Lee Curtis, you know, let's face it. She got a lifetime award. Yeah, she did. It's just like, hey. Congratulations for looking ugly in a movie. Here's here's an Oscar. Yeah. <laughs> she was great. She did a great she job. Great. But yeah. you know, some of the other acting that went on in that category was, you know, there's a lot more a lot more heavy yeah. lifting. But glad she has one in general. Good for yeah. her. You know, and Michelle Yeoh just plus when Jamie Lee Curtis talks about Michelle Yeoh, just the, the the enthusiasm with which she says yo is uh is a lot. It. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, she really fucking <laughs> Michelle Yo is the greatest. You know, she's like because she, you know, she said yes to doing the movie just based off of Michelle Yo was going to be able to say know? that. Yeah, she yeah. hasn't been able to say Yo that hard since she was sli- uh, slang in Activia. So she's she, you know, she'll <laughs> she'll take any opportunity. It's yogurt. <laughs> yo, are you irregular? <laughs> yo, yo, yo. DVK, time for your third pick. All right. Well, with my first pick, I think I went with just the brand of what you think when you think action hero, action actor, superstar. My second pick, I went with what you think of when you just think of like franchises of action, your Star Wars, your Indiana Jones. Mm -hmm. This actor has been doing it since I believe the early 80s. I looked it up, 139 acting credits. I bet you, I would guess 130 of them. I'll be maybe all 139 are action. Yeah. Even is an animated voice in an action movie. Okay. It's all action, pure action all the time. You think about a police story, you think about Super Cop, you think about yes. Rush Hour, you think Jackie Chan. Yeah. I mean, sure. you want to talk about doing stunts? Insane. I never knew you could beat someone up with refrigerator doors until I saw Jackie Chan do it. Just unreal. If anybody listening to this has never gone and really watched 
his work from the 80s and 90s, if all you know is, was it, was it Shanghai Nights and Rush Hour? Like if Shanghai that Noon and Shanghai Nights? Yeah. Yeah, One, and he'd, two get, punch. he'd get his style of fighting into those movies and they're fun. Yeah. But but it's you really got to watch like Drunken Master. Or, oh, my you God. Know, Super cool. Uh, yeah, just some of that stuff. You know, maybe maybe stay away from the tuxedo. That one's kind of rough. But uh, Rumble in the Bronx. <laughs> Rumble in the Bronx. Rumble in the Bronx great. is oh. hilarious and great. It's Love super that. fun. I mean, there's things you're watching him on fire escapes, like move between rungs of ladders, drop down a story, <laughs> catch himself on the side. Like unreal the stuff yeah. he can do and, in action movies. And at the end, you get to see him getting brutally hurt yes, yes. and being put into an ambulance. Almost and, every one of his movies. Yeah. He's he's like, uh, you know, kind of like Evil Knievel. He's broken like most bones in his body. Yes. It's crazy. And, Doug, that's such a good point. I forgot because the bloopers in some of his movies, they're like, oh, here's the blooper reel. The blooper reel is time's production got shut <laughs> yeah. down for six weeks. Yeah. If they played the Jackass theme over that, they could have put it in the theaters. Oh, could you imagine a collab with Jackass and Jackie Dude, Chan? Dude, that'd be so fucking funny. The, J- Jackie is. Yeah. A, it's Nailed a weird it. thing in the, like his movies. I guess some actors have this where you're like, you're watching him pummel someone with a ladder. Or get his face beat in, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? With a and you're and there's like the you, the main thing you're feeling is joy, you know? You're like it's <laughs> yeah. like he had joyous fight sequences where you're just like this fucking rules. I'm happy. He seems happy. Well, like, and oh, I think oh. it's what you said earlier, but like, oh, I guess they're dressed in action movie. It's the ability to sell it. He can yeah. sell it. He, he sells it so well every movie, and it's so fast. It's, it's yeah, so and fast. choreography and having to do like a lot of these things without a, a, a ton of cutting. Like they don't cut around right. a lot sometimes. They'll just hold on him doing something uh, amazing. And then he, you know, and then he ends up hitting himself in the face almost every time. Like the guy just was, uh, uh, did not mind the abuse, I guess. Mm-hmm. You there's know, a, there's a phenomenon I feel. I think it's like when you go watch old stand up and you don't laugh. You know what I mean? Like Lenny Bruce, even though the mm-hmm. crowd is laughing, or you watch a movie from like, the fifties or sixties and it's really slow and people loved it then. And you kind of don't think it's that good where it's like, I worry that maybe future generations will watch Jackie Chan movies and never really appreciate it because they'll be able to CGI a lot of that stuff. But you go back and watch that and you're like, that's happening. That's really like every part of this is really happening. He almost got hit in the face with a ladder he did, in fact, in other takes. The thing like, that'll have it that will have it hold up is what Doug touched on. It's and it's when they just shoot it in the in the master, like they just shoot it in the wide, yeah, and you really see it. Because when you to go back to Keanu, that dojo scene where they just drop back and you watch them go back and forth, and it's just choreographed dancing. Also, like what Doug said about like Swayze and stuff, it's unreal. So the fact that he still have so much in the wide, I hope people will always go. This is crazy. What I'm what I'm seeing. I think they'll appreciate it. The fact that like it'll be known that that is real, and even though by the by that time you can't tell CGI is fake or whatever, it's still something to the original. Like to know for sure. Yeah, there's just something to that. Yeah, uh, Jackie Chan great pick. Jackie Chan, great pick. Time for my uh, third and fourth picks. With my third pick, I'm going. I'm going somebody who is a a movie star just in general. Mm-hmm. You probably don't maybe think of them as an action movie star right off the bat, but then you start to look at their IMDb and you're like, oh shit, this dude is in a lot of action movies. Mm-hmm. I'm taking Denzel Washington. Yeah. I thought about this as well. Mm-hmm. It crossed my mind and I dismissed it. 
I kind of, I felt the same way. And then I started to really dig in to the guy's resume and. Well, you love glory. I'm a big glory guy. And I think the racial politics of it, I mean, hold up to this day. Aside, but the action alone. Glory Glory is one of those movies that I want to watch a lot, but I'm like, it's so heavy. Yeah. Like, I don't want, I don't, I'm not looking for this heavy of a feeling, but it's, man, yeah. it's a good movie. I mean, this is a guy who can do fucking, I mean, uh, fences. You know what I mean? He can do yeah. Macbeth. Yeah, he can play those roles. But he also can make the equalizer too. He mm-hmm. can make two guns. He can make fucking Man on Fire, which is mm-hmm. one of the great action movies. Unstoppable. They're taking a Pelham one, two, three. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, the he fucking, deja vu. Every now and then, he's going to make a goddamn action movie. You know, like, yeah. he, he can't, he knows that's part of the training day. He knows that's part of what makes the entire Denzel package. He's one of our smartest, canniest movie stars when it comes to, like, picking roles. Canny. And canny. Yeah. <laughs> you don't hear that a lot. Yeah. Without the un. He just, he, like, he just knows what kind of movies to make. And he knows, like, hey, listen, part of Denzel Washington at least from like 1995 on includes an action movie every now and then. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've sold it. They had a nice partnership with Tony Scott. They made oh, a bunch yeah. of good movies together, but that's why I don't think of him as an act. I don't think of him as an action star as much as a, a man who's in movies with action in them. You know, like I, I yeah. know like there's two guns with Mark Wahlberg, but I'm, I'm having a hard time even just imagining too many movies where Denzel's in there actually like, physically fighting somebody or or mm-hmm. you know like he's more like he's usually kind of investigating things and his, his yeah. stuff is more character driven than than the action but the watch scene in equalizer when he looks at his watch and he looks around the room that's such a great action scene but i you're not wrong either doug you're not no you're you're definitely right he if he is an action star he is a and i think i say he is but he is a different kind of action star he's like He's going to get it done more with like a brains and a gun than with like mm-hmm. biceps. Yeah. He's, a, he's a movie star without the asterisk, you know, without having to include the word action. You know, some of these other people, yeah. if you don't say action, if you just go, this is the greatest movie star, you go, wait a second, you know, yeah. like, you know, Nicholson <laughs> or whatever, you know. <laughs> I thought about that. And I thought about that too. Brando, you know, a lot of the greatest actors, you know, Olivier, a lot of people think of the greatest actors of all time, but barely have done any action. It took Star Wars to get Sir Alec Guinness, one of the most amazing actors of all time. It, it took Star Wars to just get him into like a, a sword fight scene. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I accept. I, I mean, I accept all of that, and I still, I still just think he's like he's a sne- he's one of those sneaky ones, and uh, I'm taking him now. He's, he's great. Let me draft someone about whom there was no ambiguity. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and take Vin Diesel himself. Whoa. Sure, yeah. What? Yeah. <laughs> Doug has left the chat. You're going, Vin? <laughs> I'm taking Vin Diesel. Of course. Just based on, well, I mean, he's a weird action star. Yeah, I would agree. He's kind of a strong man, but his body's not that great. Like... Okay. He doesn't like he gets into fights, but Boy, if I he d- listens, you just cut him to the core. I'm, I'm not really afraid of Vin Diesel. <laughs> you think he's oh. a good dri- do you think he's a good car driver in real life? No, no. I don't buy. No, I, right? I, I don't think he doesn't he have to be. He absolutely no. does not have to be to be in those movies. But there's yeah. just something. There's something about him. There's well, some ineffable quality. You know? He's, don't forget about that. 
he's got the fucking resume. I mean, there's the Fast and the Furious franchise, which in and of itself, I mean, that covers the last two decades of action movies. Um, yeah, he did another one where he was yeah, like, let's a, not be Riddick. <laughs> no, oh, yeah, Riddick. The Chronicles of Riddick. Yeah. Didn't he do one where he was like the, a man on fire type guy? Wasn't there something like that? He seems like he's always got something eating at yeah. him. Yeah. A man apart. He did. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A man apart. I like that apart. movie. But now you're you're now you were just poo pooing Sean's choice of Zoe Saldana, but now you're picking another uh, Marvel character. I know, but not but like Barry he Groot. He's Groot. He plays like, him at every age. He played baby Groot. Yeah. He played teenage Groot. I love that shit. I think it's great. Cut in half Groot. <laughs> I think I have to watch my action movie star beats like I mean like hurt someone where it's them doing it and not a CGI of them. But I but he is he is in a Marvel movie. He Groot. He, Hey man, There's I don't just know what something the about him. Big stink is. I think that's a great pick. Why would I'm a fan of knock around guys where he plays a Jew? Give me that. I'll take that. He uh, plays a he plays a Jewish dude in uh, Boiler Room too, which there's some sort of action in Boiler Room, and I love Boiler Room. So I think it's knock around guys where he plays the Jewish yeah. guy. I think I'm I'm grateful that he he didn't follow Schwarzenegger specifically into like every other movie has to be a comedy. Because yeah. remember, Vin Diesel had some success with the Pacifier, which I hated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, wait, and he's then, also on Saving Private Ryan. And yes, then there was yes. more of that. You know, he just became serious. Like, uh, it really feels like in the last decade, he's just been Dom and Groot. Yeah. And his uh, entire life outside of movies is very funny to me. And I love it. And I think, like, his, <laughs> <laughs> it's the Where most. He's Mark Sinclair. He's just a very silly man. He's a he very wore, silly, There was some footage of him guy. walking into a Laker game and he had pants on where each leg looked like a big, long, different bandana. And then yeah. he had a, he was wearing like a Dom shirt, like a cut off sleeve, button up denim jacket almost. And it's That's like, him. bro, you don't have to do that. I mean, that <laughs> means line, you like to do that. So the line I mean, is that, blurred. And that's Dominic fine. Who am I to say? Dress how you want. Go nuts. But maybe he's one of those people where he's turning into Dom, like more than he ever thought he would or something, you know? Or did he decide to call himself Vin Diesel? And this has just been the case. <laughs> and that's just where it was going to go. And this is yeah. the other thing. This is the other thing about having drafting him. And again, in the fourth round, the man's name is Vin Diesel. Dude, two of our friends, I want to air him out, but one of them, he goes, he was asking another friend, he goes, what do you think Vin Diesel's real name is? And when our friend goes, oh, uh, it's got to be Vincent, right? And he goes, no, no. <laughs> like, uh. his real name. <laughs> so for a second, he thought his name was short for Vincent Diesel. For real. God bless uh, In real life, it's short for Vinny D. Vinny, Vinny D. D. It's, long, it's long for Vinny D. <laughs> We're going to get, so Vin Diesel's my fourth round pick. We're going to get to the rest of the fourth round right after another very short break. This episode of All Fantasy Everything is brought to you by Policy Genius. Uh, now, something you can really do for your family this spring. Something you want to do. Sure, you want to go get in shape. You want to learn how to do the splits. You know, you got to redo the bathroom. One thing you can do, <laughs> that's all me, by the way. I want to learn how to do the splits. Shopping for life insurance with Policy Genius uh, as part of your financial planning for the year. Getting life insurance just means that you have a peace of mind. So if something's going to happen to you, if it were to happen to you, your family can cover the expenses while getting back on their feet. That's what life insurance is for. And luckily, Policy Genius helps you compare your options from top life insurance companies and their team of licensed experts, they're on hand just to kind of talk you through it. So I have life insurance through no effort of my own. My wife did everything as she does, but I was sort of on the sidelines of the project and it, it was such a hard thing she had to do. She had to go through and compare everything, 
find all the quotes yourself, but it helps me sleep tremendously, especially now that we have a kid. Also, it's, it's a bummer to talk about, but once you get it out of the way, you don't have to talk about it again. And that's where Policy Genius comes in. They make it the easiest and quickest possible situation you can have. Policy Genius has licensed award-winning agents, technology that makes it easy to compare life insurance quotes from America's top insurers. Just a few clicks, you're going to find the lowest price. With Policy Genius, you can find life insurance policies that start at just $292 per year for $1 million of coverage. Some options offer same-day approval and avoid unnecessary medical exams, which, you know, I've always wanted to avoid unnecessary medical exams. Nothing new for your boy. So if that sounds like something you're into, Policy Genius can get it done. They also work for you, not the insurers. That means they don't have uh, some sort of quota they got to meet. They're not hitting like bonus numbers or anything. They just want you to get the best quote possible and the best insurance for you. So they're out for you, not the insurance companies, which I'll let you boy. That's what we're looking for. Save time and money and provide your family with a financial safety net using Policy Genius. Head to policygenius.com or click the link in the description to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you could save. That's policygenius.com. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. His real name is Mark Sinclair. Oh. Mark Sinclair. Yeah, that's a real bold choice, that Vin Diesel's name. Doug, were you the one who told me the Vin Diesel story? Like how he became what he is? Really? I don't think so. I don't think I know. That was it. you. Maybe it was the Sklars. But this was a long time ago. I guess the word on Vin is that he was a door guy at clubs, but he would ask for Friday nights off and then he would wear all white and he would go and rent a white Phantom Bentley and he would go to, this is the early to 90s or whatever, he would go to whatever was like the biggest club in LA. He would drive to that club, he'd park right in front and then he'd walk in and he did this every Friday night till what he thought and maybe that's why it happened. People were like, who is that guy? What's his story? And then he just fake it till you make it into whatever he did before saving private Ryan. Cause I don't think that was his first. Yeah. They were probably all just sitting around going, is that Pitbull? <laughs> They'd be early on that tip. He was in, it says his first movie was awakenings. He was an orderly and he was uncredited. Oh, that's funny. Oh wow. But his, his first like real movie, I think on here is called strays, but then it was saving private Ryan. So mm-hmm. saving sounds like saving private Ryan was like the one. He's got a real tossed aside role. He doesn't have a good role in, and he's just around. No, he's good. He has that great scene with the girl where he tries he's to He's the save first her. death scene. Yeah. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He's the first yeah, he one that big... saves the girl and he's like, make sure that the letter doesn't have blood on it, you know, to give to my dad. It's pretty good. Are we still talking action movies? Vin. Just talking Vin. We oh, do five yeah. rounds. Is that what we do? We do five rounds. We'll do Love the it. fifth round Love is a it. lightning round. Okay. Oh, Let's, shit. We can leave all that in too if we're still talking Vin. We were. We took a, we took a break. Now we're back. Mm hmm. God bless it. Uh, I just did my fourth pick. Vin Diesel, Mark Sinclair. Mm-hmm. DVK, time for your fourth pick. Okay. I went back and forth on this. Maybe I'll end up just being able to get both of them. But I really wanted one of, if not both of these two. And who I would take here was the tough to call for me. I'm going to have to go Charlize 
Yeah, Fuck. totally. Yeah. I think, I mean, Hitchcock alone, guys. Is that what? Hancock. I mean, Hancock. Hancock it's it's good, man. I like that And movie. Alfred Hitchcock. Her work with Hitchcock, when she <laughs> played Alfred Hitchcock. In, she played three of the birds. Three of the birds. birds. Yeah. yeah. Ian's no, not I, a big fan of the Bateman, so you're not going to sell him on Hancock, but I'm here. Fury Road alone. Oh, my God. She steals the movie from Mad Max. Yes. Yeah. The movie should just be called Furiosa Road. Yeah. And then <laughs> the stairwell scene in Atomic Blonde. What is it? 16 minutes continuous? 17, something like that? Unreal. Town, yeah. And she's done more. She's also in the Fast movies. She's well, in like she the last snuck her way into Fast and Furious. Oh, she's yeah. in the Fast movies with blonde dreads, dude. She's out yes. here. Fully yeah. no, in an action granted, movie. The first two, she's in yeah. one confined space and never goes anywhere. Yeah. But that she's in. But um, yeah, she's so good. And she just showed up in a Marvel movie. She's in the Italian yeah. job, which yeah, is the actually, Italian job. I think that Fury Road like puts her for certain, like, and, and the other one you mentioned, um, uh, Atomic, Atomic Blonde. Blonde. Yeah. Like, she's amazing in both those movies. I just wish she, like, I haven't seen the latest Fast and Furious, but to me, she doesn't have, she doesn't really have great action stuff in those movies. And I feel like she still wants to be a serious actress, so she's not going to go all action all the time. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I would certainly uh, uh, applaud it if she did, because she, she really is good at that stuff. So, I mean, just... Even if all she'd ever done in action was Atomic Blonde and Fury yeah. Road, I, I would have no problem, obviously, with myself or anybody else drafting her. Two but of the greats. Mighty Joe Young. Charlize <laughs> 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 uh, Theron. Yeah. Doug, time for your fourth pick. Okay. I'm going to go with something that came up when the world was so excited about Michelle Yeoh's achievement in Everything Everywhere All at Once. Like people started kind of throwing around, just kind of talk about women action stars and stuff. And uh, somebody, I think they overlooked the impact of Miss Sigourney Weaver. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Ripley, especially in the first film, but then throughout the series, was just such a strong character. But and the second film, actually, I should say, uh, when she gets in that loader machine, yeah, the absolutely, kicks ass in that, uh, incredible, um, and just uh, you know, Avatar movies. Just she's just had one of those careers where she, you know, does lots of interesting roles, and uh, when they are action, she absolutely nails it. Well, she's probably the first, right? The first kind of female action star, right? Well. <laughs> You know, no? that's the thing. People start to, you know, nerd out and name things that happened earlier that would be considered a female action star. Right, but, someone would be like that that Joan of Arc movie they made in France in, <laughs> in the 1930s. I just when you think of alien, when you think of the Alien franchise, you think of Ripley being gnarly, and to me, that I mean, oh, I yeah. can't think of anyone first, a different woman who like carried the franchise. She was like one of the more sympathetic characters because it wasn't really, you know, it wasn't really about liking any of them. But uh, right. she was she was the most uh, logical and would do things that made more sense, even though she goes looking for the cat at one point too. Yeah. But um, ridiculous. You know, she's but she's just like and but then in the end when she's just like she prevails over the alien in her underwear alone in space. <laughs> like it, it, you know, it's a, such a big moment. You see Sigourney Weaver and you're like, well, 
here's someone who could kick my ass. I mean, that's like... <laughs> oh, for sure. The second yeah. you see, you're like, this is somebody who would whoop my fucking ass. She just is tough, man. And very yeah. believable as the, uh, you know, the demon in uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah, she is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a great pick. Sean Jordan, time mm-hmm. for your fourth and then your final picks. Uh, okay, well, fourth pick, uh, not all action. The The catalog is... Wall to wall with this person, but the action movies they have been in are some of the best that have ever been made. And uh, I'm going to say Nicolas Cage. Sure. Wow. Yeah. I mean, what? Come on. What are we doing? Con Air alone, it's just perfect. Yeah. It's well, the Rock, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The Rock Gone in 60 Seconds. Face off. He tends to be. A, he, but he tends to be a thinking man's action hero. Like he does have fist fights sometimes and stuff. But like as Stanley Goodspeed in The Rock. Right. He uh, is just the smart guy standing around just like trying to explain to people how, how yeah. crazy everything is. That's happening. He's a bit of a he's a bit of a Denzel that way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But also his turn in his turn in uh, kick ass, I think, is one of the greatest portrayals of a superhero. Oh, I think he's amazing in it. Yeah, they just father daughter relationship with that is so great. Nobody else knows how to scream like that. When he screams in that movie, when they yeah. set him on fire, it is blood curdling. It's crazy. No, he gets into it. He's yeah. he's a he's Mr. Commitment. National yeah. Treasure. South Dakota, baby. That's where they I go. I fucking love those movies. I love a dumb I like listen, <laughs> I know we've gone long already, but sign me up for a dumb <laughs> smart movie. <laughs> Ten day, seven days a week and twice on Sunday. I love 100%. a fucking dumb yep. smart movie. Yep. All of them. National Treasure. Give me that uh the Da Vinci code. Let me feel yes. a little bit smart, even though the whole yeah. thing is dumb. You feel yeah. like you learned at least one thing important yeah. when you watch those movies. You got like I, one fact. I learned nothing from those Dan Brown movies. <laughs> <laughs> Not a goddamn thing. So I, I just tune out as soon as it's like, isn't religion scary? I'm like, yeah, that people are so into it, I guess. <laughs> you know, but other than that, I don't care about finding them religious artifacts. So yeah, Nicolas Cage, don't need to. We've definitely... Talked about old Nick a few times on the show. Captain Corelli's mandolin alone. Yeah. Last pick. I'm picking the I'm picking the dank to the buck. Van Damme was the buck, and I gotta pick the dank. And it's gonna be Steven Seagal. You go. Okay. Oh I, I thought we were not gonna I thought he what would go happening? undrafted. No, had How to do it. How could anybody? Well, Sean's a big Putin guy. Marked marked for death. Sure. And above out the law. for justice. Above the law. They're so, so so good. And also, he's the Doesn't, one... Nobody wears a dashiki better than he does. <laughs> no. <laughs> he, he fell off. He fell off hard. <laughs> that's that's alright. For me, it just... I, st- I still like Exit Wounds. I used to call it DMX Wounds. I had the soundtrack. That was one of the first soundtracks I bought. <laughs> this movie's hard as fuck. Uh, I just... I love it, man. I love those movies. I will always Under love Siege. Them. He, yeah, not so much. I'm talking above the law, marked for death, out for justice. Those three Wait, movies. Those are the ones you like, but under siege is the bad one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I don't You're know. I mean, I like down it. Land, man. <laughs> I guess Tommy Lee Jones. Movies, the two under siege movies are not only the best Steven Seagal movies, hands down, but they're also reasonably good action movies you know, that I, happen yeah. to have Steven Seagal in them. Tommy Lee, Busey. Yeah. I just like watching you send one of those dishes back to the kitchen where all of a sudden they're like, oh, you like Steven Seagal and the chef's going crazy. He's like, I'll make all the Steven Seagal. Keep sending it out finally. And then you're like, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, not the end of the siege. 
<laughs> I'm just, I'm going those, those first ones. Those are for me. They just did it. Uh, I loved them. Love them so much. Those movies, those in Van Damme, those were like the childhood. God, Mark for yeah, Death, Hard no, to Kill, really... Above the Law, Out for Justice. Those mm-hmm. four, Above the Law, Hard to Kill, Mark for Death, Out for Justice. Then yeah, sure, Under Siege gets in there, but it's after that, it wasn't really you don't, much. You're a, you're a fan of the three word franchises, and you don't yeah. care so much for this two word, uh, Mister Gus. Yeah, Sean yeah. wants to. Sean should throw a uh, movies you don't mind missing five minutes of to go take a dump festival. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, they really these movies they're like movie generators before like above the law hard to kill mark for death out for justice those are Sean, just like Sean's programming the Alamo Draft House this weekend what's he doing <laughs> <laughs> it's him and Metamucil yeah oh, man Steven Seagal that's my last pick great Doug yeah. come for your last pick oh this is a speed round yeah S- speedish yeah yeah okay well this is a this is an easy one you're all gonna fall down just agree because rarely has a distinguished successful actor just taken up the action mantle and ran Ooh. with it with such success other than Liam Neeson. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. Yeah. He tra- so what it was uh the Taken movies but then what was the other one? There was one that was like pass- passenger passengers or the passenger or something. Walk among the tombstones. Nonstop. Run all night. Run all night's the really commuter. good. The gray. Uh, the Gray is a great movie. The Gray. gray once you're fighting, once you're fighting a fucking wolf, you're oh, an yeah, star. with all the shot glass. Come on, <laughs> that's right. Once you start realizing you might have died in that plane crash, and you're still you're in some sort of weird purgatory. Yeah, is that yeah. what happened in the Gray? Well, the Gray. There's several scenes where Liam Neeson just basically talks someone through their own death. Like, mm-hmm. listen, there's no saving you, so I'm just going to be here for you, talk to you about it. And, <laughs> and then you know and it, it has that crazy ending where it's him against the wolf but it, it cuts to the credits yeah you think like you, you don't know what happens in his final confrontation with a wolf he talked the wolf through his death he was i like to think that he did i like to think he had a nice <laughs> chat with the wolf this man oh. yeah oh. this guy was in schindler's list in the a team this guy's out here <laughs> <laughs> he was in schindler's list yeah. I mean, you know, there's some obviously some things like A-Team, there's some unfortunate things that happened when he became more more known as an action guy. But just his, uh, the cop that he plays, that, where he's both the good cop and the bad cop in the first Lego movie. Yeah. Is, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Is tremendous. He's so funny. He's, he's, you know, and he hasn't been a guy that's showing up too much in comedies, which I appreciate. He sticks to mostly being pretty serious. When he does it, his little cameo in Life's Too Short with the Ricky Gervais is so fucking funny. Yeah. Go, I'm not oh even going to try gosh. to do it justice. Go YouTube. Go uh, look it up on YouTube. Yeah, I don't even want to ruin it. It's, yeah. It's perfect comedy. Perfect. <laughs> uh, Liam Neeson, excellent last pick. Excellent. Would have been an excellent first pick. Daniel Van Kirk. Yeah, I think this guy that I'm about to say could have an argument for 1-1. I love him. I, for, at first I was like, oh, does, is there enough? And then I looked and I'm like, yep, done. Kurt Russell. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Kurt Russell. I mean, backdraft, tango and cash, big trouble in little China. Big T and little C. Tombstone. Yeah, man. Escape from, escape from L.A. Escape from L.A. Stargate, soldier. Uh, Any way you want it, he can cook he's in it the up. Fast, he's in like five of the Fast and the Furious movies. He's in a Guardians movie? Yes. He managed to have the best mustache in Tombstone, and that was quite a fight. That's that a competition. That was quite a fight. Yeah. That's like winning the '92 NBA Finals. When he there says, was a lot, "Yeah, you tell him why coming and how's coming with me." 
He I mean, made it, Tombstone action. happen. You know, he like shadow directed that whole movie. He's, yeah. I believe it. And if we're saying go. sports can be action too, Miracle, one of the greatest sports movies yeah. of all time, one of the greatest true stories of all time. Um, you know what else is rarely an action movie, but he's in one of the best ones is, uh, you know, uh, comedies tend to not pull off action that great. But there's a lot of amazing action in used cars. Yes. Used cars. I love used cars. You've never seen used cars? Oh, you guys. What is happening? Can you take a dump for five minutes during it or you got to be there the whole time? No, I, I think you have it's to watch great. it because it's, you know, uh, it's early Zemeckis. So it's like early oh, back, to the future, back to the Future kind of thinking, but about the competing uh, car lots, uh, used car so lots. Good. Jack Warden no plays more. a dual role where he's like a good guy and a bad guy. And there's a scene where he and Kurt Russell are in the back of, a, of moving pickup trucks, hitting each other with chains. <laughs> and it's yeah, a comedy. I love it. I love it. <laughs> Also, Man, like, we can't funny. forget, there's an entire generation that just loves Sky High. Plus, Grindhouse oh, yeah. and yeah. Death Proof. Oh, yeah. uh, the fucking, you know, he's great in uh, that tw- Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood in a little role. Mm-hmm. He's yes. like any... I, I, it's not an action, but Bone Tomahawk is insane. Oh, yeah. it, but that's got some it's gnarly action. It's yeah. a gnarly said, movie. You said Escape from L.A., Escape from New York, right? Yes. I mean, less, yeah. yeah, okay, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's funny. Like Snake Plissken is like so much. He's so much a bigger figure than those two movies, especially mm-hmm. the L.A. Yeah. one. You know, he's such a. He managed to be iconic in movies that were just. You know, they're not bad movies, but and they're a little. To him. He's he's Snake and Captain Ron. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's uh, Kurt Russell is like one of my favorite uh, actors of all time. I. I hear in his personal life he's a bit of a quiet Republican, but mm. you know what are you going to do? What are you going to do? He's also, I mean, he's he, but he's all if 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 his, the length of his relationship with Goldie Hawn is to believe, there's a little more oh action God. going on in the bedroom too. You know, <laughs> that guy's handling You're it. You're telling me my name is Annie Goulahy? <laughs> <laughs> That fucking line in Overboard gets me every time. One Andy of his first movies Gooley. of all time, uh, Follow Me Boys with uh, Fred McMurray. He's like a 12, 11 years old. He's amazing in it. Plays a Boy Scout. Not a lot of action in that movie, but there's a little yeah, bit of Yeah, the less you talk about a movie called Follow Me Boys is probably good. <laughs> Follow Me Boys. Um, <laughs> Follow Me Boys. But he, was, he played Dexter O'Reilly in um, several comedies for Disney where in each one he would get in one of them, he got uh, super smart. In another one, he oh, was yeah. he was invisible. Now you see me, now you don't. And, and another one, the strongest man in the world, he got uh, super strength. And before that, he was in a movie called The Barefoot Executive, where he had a pet monkey that could pick hit TV shows. <laughs> <laughs> and people are screaming at their iPods right now that we haven't said the thing. Yeah, of course, the thing is uh, oh, yeah. a little bit of action in that. Yeah, I also I also can't let this go by without mentioning that he played for the Portland Mavericks baseball team briefly. I am contractually Hell obligated yeah. to bring that up. Yeah, uh, time for my final pick, which is listen, the man is no Kurt Russell, but when you when you say action to me, I look at you and I say Jason Statham right back. I'm okay. taking Jason Statham, a man who I saw in person whose shoulders are bigger than my own head. It's crazy. Really? He's like five five. And he's the most built dude I've ever seen in my entire life. He's crazy looking. And I like <laughs> the guy kind of only does action movies. And I value that with my, with my fifth pick. I was going to ask you, Ian, like, 
it, you know, if you had FaceTime with maybe some people we didn't draft, but any action stars that you you were like, okay, I see it. Or there you were, were surprised. Jean-Claude Van Damme looked pretty sturdy when we shot with him. He's And he also called cut on himself halfway <laughs> through us filming a sketch. And then we just had to figure it out <laughs> afterwards. I, uh, That's awesome. That's so tight. I love that. He was just like, no, I'm done. And then walked out and we were like, all right, sketch is over. Good. We got, we'll get it. We'll get we it. Got, we'll, we'll, it together. we'll put it together. Uh, I mean, who, who else have we shot with? I guess uh, Nicolas Cage is as sort of weird and like the person you see in interviews is the person he is at least backstage too. Sure, yeah. He's kind of like mm-hmm. aloof, but like, Love it. but really Sorry, nice I didn't want to steal kind. your time talking about your pick, but I, I, when you said his shoulders, I was like, oh yeah, I bet that you do run into uh, people who we haven't drafted probably. But. Well here, now that we've drafted everything and I hear, and like somebody who I saw who is as big as a barn door, <laughs> but did not get picked. And I think it's interesting is Dwayne, the rock Johnson. The rock. Yeah. yeah. I know. I thought about it. What's with him? Someone know. said recently he went for the biggest movie every time instead of the best movie. Yeah. And that's kind of defined his career. I think that's really smart. And some of those are good, but a lot of them aren't. Yeah. And then, like, you know, like uh, the Jumanji movies are fine, but like that doesn't mean he should be in uh, comedy action movies. No. You know, they should lean more on the action and just happen to have some comedy, maybe. Because, like, he has been in some amazing movies. I, I really love that movie, The Rundown. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rundown's that movie's great. great. Knoxville's great in that. I mean, it's Roadhouse. It's another Roadhouse. It's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. When absolutely. he does, when he leans into that, he's like, he's like really good. Even that, uh, what's that remake he did uh, with the, the guy with the two by four? Yeah, uh, Walking uh, Tall. Uh, Walking Tall. Walking Tall. Like that was pretty good. That felt like a good early career movie where he was setting himself up for. And then he's good in the fast movies, but those aren't his movies. Yeah, but then he like San Andreas and Skyscraper, and he just like loses. I mean, his that's way. The, like the same movie twice in a row. Yeah. 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 And he's out here on, he's a kind of an Instagram star who happens to be in movies. Yeah. Pain and Gain is, was quite a departure for him when you look at the course of his career. Yeah. yeah. What yeah. that movie actually is about versus what people thought they were going to go see. It's not his fault, but like in San Andreas, let's say, he plays like a down on his luck helicopter pilot and it's hard to feel bad for The Rock. When, you know, they're like, this guy's going through divorce. It's hard yeah, to picture yeah, yeah. him as a helicopter pilot. He's the only guy who's got a helicopter in a state that's quaking. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, he's the only person that can survive and we're supposed to feel sympathy? That's what I'm saying. It's a hard, yeah. it's a tough Also, sell. show me the helicopter he can fit in the front of. Like, that's it. play, <laughs> know your roles, dude. Like, play a f- football player. Got himself a radar <laughs> AWAC. Can I, ask, can I ask you guys, now that we're done... I couldn't go Uma, and I really wanted to, but it just feels like basically just There's Batman and Robin two. and Kill Bill. And Kill yeah, Bill. No, I don't know why you brought up Batman and Robin. But uh, yeah, it's times. like um, there are some people that just have that one time they did action to such, you know, to such success or, you know, went so well, and, but they didn't, didn't necessarily make it their thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I keep thinking that Quentin and Uma are going to reteam, though, but I, maybe not. See, well, sometimes words, he said a long time ago that his, well, who knows, but he said his last movie, what he wanted to do is when the little girl from Kill Bill 1 was all grown up, he wanted to make oh, Kill right. Bill 3 with her oh, and have yeah. that be his last movie ever. We'll see if that happens. Well, That'd be doing, tight. The next one's supposed to be his last movie ever, and it's about a critic, right? Really? But we'll see if he sticks to that. People are going to be shocked that Doug and I got together and neither one of us drafted Wahlberg just to pimp it out. But that's true. I know. No, why? No way. How no, do you feel about not right. getting drafted? 
You know, he's Fuck capable as an action figure, I guess, but I just don't even, I can't even, like, what is the first movie that comes to mind when you think, like, Transformers? Oh, action movies. Yeah, I mean, action, yeah. yeah. I mean, Three Kings is a great movie. But That's it, yeah. a good one. Yeah. I mean, he doesn't have a lot of, there's action, but it's not like... Uh, Ice um, Cube was also in Three Kings and Triple X. Is Ice Cube an action star? See, that's an argument. <laughs> yeah, I maybe. maybe. Yeah, I don't but think I also so. Thought, like, I thought Sean Connery, just like... Yeah. I mean, yeah. it is Bond. Like, it is. Well, I mean, we didn't say any James Bonds. No. We didn't right. pick any of them. Clint Eastwood. You know who I really almost wanted to draft, and it just didn't go my way. I went with Jackie Chan. First of all, we didn't... I thought about Bruce Lee. Too short, but but iconic. And then iconic. Donnie Yen, Ip Man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, fuck. Those movies are good. Well, Tony Jaw, if He's you want to go down that road, Tony Jaw is another one where you're just like, yeah, buckets, unbox. I thought He's... Michelle Rodriguez kind of, she deserves a mention. You could argue yeah. that for yeah. sure. She yeah. does, for sure. Yeah. Before, fuck, was the, before the Fast and Furious movies. But she was also in SWAT, too. She was in Death Yeah, Proof. exactly. SWAT, so many. Like, yeah. Jet Lee. Girl Jet Lee. Did I say Eastwood? Did we say Clint Eastwood? You just Clint mentioned Eastwood. him, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I always just, you know, I always have a soft spot for Burt Reynolds, personally. Sure. Yeah. yeah, Chuck Chuck Norris. I mean, for days. Chuck, Norris. Chuck Norris can suck it. This would be <laughs> suck Norris, Doug Norris, <laughs> Schmuck Norris. This would be fake in the funk, but like you can go back and say like Errol Flynn. You know what I mean? Oh, like all the way back, back in the day. Like I mean, it, yeah, is uh, Buster Keaton doing action? That's a good question. Oh, Buster Keaton and Chaplin were both. Uh, yeah. yeah, you know they were both action. Yeah. Stars. What you about know, like some old Al Pacino stuff? Like, nah. would you would he be in there at all? No, no, you never really. You don't really see him. Like, he really likes to focus on character. I feel like know? Scarface is maybe the closest. Yep, I would yeah, say that's the closest. Yeah, and that's just running in with a you know machine gun, mowing everybody down. Yeah, you know, it's not really. <laughs> there was there was a different kind of action in cruising. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> he got more Very action true. than he could handle. Those are some of the people we didn't pick. The people we did pick, Sean Jordan, you went first. You took Tom Cruise, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Zoe Saldana, Nicolas Cage, and Steven Seagal. Doug Benson, you went second. You took Keanu Reeves, Patrick Swayze, Michelle Yeoh, Sigourney Weaver, and Liam Neeson. Daniel Van Kirk, you went third. You took Arnold Schwarzenegger, Harrison Ford, Jackie Chan, Charlize Theron, and Kurt Russell. I mean, that's a good list. Looking mm-hmm. at it now in the clear light of day. Uh, I went last. <laughs> I took Sylvester Stallone, Bruce Willis, Denzel Washington, Vin Diesel, and Jason Statham. Good. Are we gonna get killed for no Wesley Snipes? No Blade. I he's well, on the fucking you know, list. I mean, yeah, he's, he's on the list. He's he on the list. He might be a six right. man. I wouldn't mind getting killed for not having him. Yeah. I like Mr. and Mrs. Smith and Snatch and any time where Brad Pitt ha- has to be physical. Yeah, I yeah. do too. Will Smith. Yeah, Billy Smith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we want to hear yours. We left a lot of picks on the board. Hit us up with yours at All Fantasy Pod on Twitter, All Fantasy Podcast at gmail.com. Shout out to everyone on the AFE Patreon. Thank you for holding us down. Shout out to everyone on the AFE Shislackity. Shout out to everyone on the AFE subreddit. Shout out to Saint Sue Carmel. Shout out to Super Producer Isaac Lee on the ones and twos. Shout out to Frankie Ocean. Shout out to Sid the Dude. Shout out to Haji Beats. And more important than all of that, Tune in again next week to another brand new episode of All Fantasy Everything. Shaklackity!
That was a HeadGum Podcast.